You are about to witness history in the making. Press the wrong button there. <laughs> oh, I thought I was hanging on there. Okay, first off, let's just double check with everybody in the chat. Can you hear both me and Steve? Is anybody in the chat? Yes, we've got five people in the chat at the moment. So why can't I see it then? I've only got because no one's me. chatting. Oh, okay. <laughs> Speak Come to on, me. Someone, someone say hello and someone... Uh, then uh, tell us whether or not you can hear us both, because this is the first time we've done this uh, setup quite in this way. We want to make sure that we can all hear each other. Oh, hang on a minute, I think. There. So, can you hear us all? Yeah. <laughs> the frack can, anyway. <laughs> Hello, Frack, and thanks for all of your support this weekend. <clears throat> Frack's been watching us for most of the week. I really appreciate it. So, welcome. Yep. This is uh, the Pop Culture Gamers show number... 39. We're getting we're getting round to that magical 50 very shortly. Only a few more weeks to go. Catching me up the age, I think that will. <laughs> so, um, this week, I am joined by Steve. As usual. As usual. Hello, Steve. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, Steve's, Steve's not looking at his webcam. He's looking over to the side. <laughs> Well, I've got all these screens here now, so... He thinks he's on the bridge of the Starship Enterprise, that's what it is. I am, yeah, that's it. So we've had... Um, it's it's the end of a very long week, or, or weekend, of video gaming um, <laughs> for me, uh, and a bit for Steve as well. So we've... Um, I think it's rocks in at somewhere around about 20 hours or so that I'll have done streaming and Steam's been with us. Thanks to Prudy for joining in. Thanks for Frack and um, ZX Spectrum and everybody else who's, you know, uh, Nicky Wilson, everyone who's been in, uh, involved and, you know, has uh, made it a bit better. We're still quite away from our the target. I wanted to raise 500. Doesn't look like we're going to get there. But if anybody hasn't uh, donated yet, Please do remember that the um, uh, fundraising is um, for charity. It's for um, special effects who are a um, charity who do assessments and provide adaptive equipment uh, for people with uh, special needs. So it's well worth, you know, well worth it. Is there a cut-off time for the donations? No, the donations can go on, but obviously... Um, you know, if we can get 500 or as near as by the end of the weekend, that would be absolutely fantastic. But you can donate throughout the rest of the year. That'll be on. Um, and I'll be, you know, still tweeting about it and mentioning it as well as sort of like the charity that we're going to support, I think. Um, so how's your week been then, Steve? Interesting. Um, it's been all right, actually. It's, it's been hard work as usual. And, um, couple of bits and pieces turned up this week for me 
Uh, firstly, I the first thing I did, I purchased an audio book. Yeah. Which I will tell you what it is when I talk about movies, because I actually purchased um, the book to one of the, the Blu-rays I picked up. Okay. Because it's backed on a book. The book's called The Midwitch Cuckoo, so if anyone Googles that, you might really guess what it is. Um, two movies this week. So I picked up Village of the Damned for £9.81 in, on Amazon. So I got that. And obviously what came earlier in the week was Prince of Darkness, the 4K collector's edition. Yeah. Which completes the four John Carpenter movies that were brought out in that in that vein. So that's pretty so I watched that as well, so that's pretty cool. Um downloaded Anthem, but haven't played it yet. I've been frightened to put it on my ten hours. I don't want to waste it if it's not gonna work. So you'll be able to tell me about that. Mm. Yes, because so, I've had all sorts of uh, fun and games with Anthem and I finally got the thing working. Is it just Another patch, or well, when I tried to play, because that was going to be my launch game for mm. this whole event, and I loaded it well, loaded it up, loaded um, what do you call it, Twitch up on the Xbox to broadcast, and what happens? It just crashes. So I try <laughs> this three or four times, every time exactly the same crash, crash, crash. So I give up, go on to Destiny, that was fine. Ran mm. straight off like a dream. So then the next day, I thought, right, okay, I'm going to give it a go because that was what I was kicking it off again on the afternoon. Mm. No, four gig download. So I thought, well, I'm not sitting there waiting for that. So I loaded up Destiny again. And then when it came on, tried to run it and the servers were down. Oh, God. <laughs> so finally, this afternoon, I actually managed to get an hour uh, play of it. And to be honest, I think that the game will be good. The problem with the game mm. is, I don't know whether or not it's just me being thick or what, but it's just, it's not intuitive in terms of, you know, I had to go and find these Ember things. Yeah. Could I find them? Could I heckers like find them anywhere? <laughs> and I was wandering around for about an hour and then I just thought, no, I'm going to give up now because I had other games to play anyway. So, yeah. So that was uh, that was uh, my anthem. So you know, experience. But I think <coughs> it'll be all right. But, These are so just... is it short but sweet then, really? Or well, but well, I've I played an hour of the opening and it was great. And then I did a mission and that was good. Um, I ranked up to level two. Hmm. Then I went into free play to start doing some of the open world stuff that they have on the game uh, because that's obviously you know i've been looking about some of the stuff that you've got to do and there's grinds like in destiny so it's up your street right off yeah well we'll see about that <laughs> but to be honest i reckon that this is going to be like 20 or 30 quid in a couple of weeks just because of all of the problems it's had a bad launch mm. had a really really bad launch it probably another couple of weeks um being cooked better would have been right. you know would have been a much improvement okay so oh by the way guys if you do have questions and that today because we're doing it live you can ask us we might leave some of the questions until the question bit but if you've got any particular questions about some of the stuff that we've been doing or talking about please do <clears> ask <throat> it as well try and make it a bit more interactive than a normal show yeah they can interrupt when they want they eh? <laughs> 
Well, we can see the uh, questions as well. I presume you can there, Steve. Um, hopefully, I don't know yet. We'll wait until I get to the bottom. See, I, I keep naturally trying to look over to this side because I've got Steve here, but I've also got Steve here because I'm looking straight at uh, Streamlabs. But also over here, I've also got the stream with the questions on as well, and I've got the well, questions there. there's no questions in my list, so we failed. No, there's it. no questions at all because I thought, seeing as it we were doing a live one, it, you okay. know, the idea was for people to come and join us and uh, get involved as well. <laughs> So, anything else you've been up to then this week? Haven't... No, it's just been all setting all of this up. So, for example, you know, doing uh, this graphic that's around us. And mm. believe it or not, this text box thing, the chat box, was the most difficult thing to set up on this whole thing. Oh, really? Yeah, because nowhere that I went online actually told you the, all of the steps to do it and they all told you different bits to do. Mm. And you had to go onto the website, get a link, link up your account to Twitch and all this, that and the other, which it would have been quite much easier if somebody had just put it all in one one video. Mm. So anyway, but it's been a bit of an experience. Um, what, I, what I do want to say one thing is just to, you know, as well as everybody who has uh, contributed and I've just had a... Uh, message off Ace Plant Man, he's just donated, so thanks uh, for that, Mark, really appreciate it. But I also want to give a, a shout-out for my family, who've been tremendously supportive. Well, you've got to give a shout-out to the missus, don't you, really, because if it wasn't for her allowing you to do this the way you could, otherwise it would all gone pear-shaped. Yeah, yeah, the, the missus has been absolutely fantastic, Um so just a shout-out for her. My son as well, he's been really frustrated because he's wanted to help out. He's got his own channel, which is Zach Books as well. And, uh, you know, he, he's wanted to help out, but he's, you know, he's, he's not ready for that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, it's kids who follow him. They're not going to be contributing towards, uh, no. you know, to it. So it, it, I don't want it to demoralize him, but I, you know, they've both been tremendously supportive of it. And I just want to just, Really thank them both. So, you know, love you both. Anyway, Steve, what else have you been doing? Not a lot, really. A little bit of gaming. Um, The bit I didn't mention last week, obviously, I completed Resident Evil for the second time. Yeah. Which I'll talk about that, which I did the Claire run. Right. And a bit of Destiny is normal. That is 1A. Right. Okay. So you've done both A's. Mm hmm. So is that the same story but with different characters? It's the same story, but yeah, obviously you've got you've got Claire in, interacting with Leon in the Leon story. Yeah. So then I'm seeing the other side of Claire's story, which you don't see while you're playing Leon because she's doing other stuff. If you know what I mean. Right. So okay. Sort of, sorry. So I, they I, sort of, sorry. Go on. Go on. No, I was just going to say because obviously they interweave in a story, and you like, for example, there's a point. I won't go into it too much now, but there's a point where we see Claire at the back of the police station. Well, Leon's the other side of a bar, but obviously it spins round the other way at, at some point. Yeah. bit confusing, but I'll talk about that a bit later as well. So, um, and I'll talk about my timing as well. That was quite interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. So what's the B story then? Is it just them swapped around? Um, it's going to probably be more of a cut down where you'll probably just end up starting at the police station. Right, okay. And we'll also what it does do, well, let's, we'll talk about it in a bit anyway, because I don't know use that now otherwise my game would be down to about zero otherwise yeah so yeah so that's about it really not too much yeah been watching a couple of movies as i said um i finally think i will mention it now because i'm just not i played it Mm. 
um, I did stick on the PlayStation briefly, and I was looking at Detroit Become Human. And have you finished it yet? No, no, I haven't yet. No, no. But the reason I put it on was I just wanted to jog the missus's memory. Because I was looking at something the other day, and I obviously I've been watching Grey's Anatomy with the missus now. We're, on, we're actually watching season 15 at the moment. Yeah. And a character, well, an act, actor character in Grey's is one of the main characters in Detroit. <laughs> right, okay. And she it's sort of, she sort of <laughs> dropped, a, dropped a coffee nearly enough. Oh, really? Oh, wow, look at him. He's it's spot on, you know, because obviously she's only seen him in the show. Yeah. And she thinks he's quite a bit of a hunk anyway, but that's by the by. But yeah, so that was quite interesting. I sort of, I'm seeing it in a different light now because I've been watching him in this series for 15 seasons. Is that and how he's many now... seasons that there are of that? God, I thought it finished. No, it's it still on. It, 50, season 15 is on at the moment. Just goes to prove, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's it, it's got a big following. So it's one of those sort of shows, you know, compared to some that I'm hearing rumours about, when we, if we get to a little bit of news, we haven't got much there, but I have caught a little bit, which I've not got on the screen, but we can talk about, regarding the DC universe and the TV. The return and the closure. Well, maybe closing of something, yeah. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah. So what about yourself? Anything else more you want to add? No, I mean, to be honest, I haven't done much... Um watching of uh, films this week mm. um i've been keeping up with star trek really enjoying um discovery yeah um after being so i'm a worried about this i think that they've reinvented star trek and whatever and all all of this it's like the enterprise is different to the original and you know people are trying to make you know putting all these points across about Star Trek being um, the Discovery being set in a different universe, like the Kelvin it, you, your timeline, but in a different sort of way. Mm. Personally, why don't we just accept it as it's a graphical update from the original and just move on? Do you know what I well, mean? It's just, yeah. Time's moved on. We're, we're not in the 1960s anymore. We can have pretty good-looking ships. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so... You know, that, that's kind of my point of view on it, but, well, we'll see. Um, so, but, no, I've been just, like I said, it's, it's just been trying to think. Well, it, it took ages to think about what games to play as well, believe mm. it or not. Um, Absolutely, yeah. The Just Cause one was actually more popular than I thought it was. I had quite a good, uh, good few people in the chat at some points in there. Um, Shadow of War was, was all right. Um, hi there. Um, hello from We Are Gamers. So, hi, thanks for coming along and supporting us there. Uh, well done, guys. Yeah. Um, also, in terms of uh, your know, uh, frack, we'll ask you, I'll ask you a question later. I've put it in our notes uh, right now. He's got a question later on about the uh, pass. Um, so, yeah, um, it's just all been for me this last week about getting ready for this. I also I started teaching on another night as well. So, I'm teaching, well, just finished one course, started straight off onto a, another four weeks of teaching on a different evening. So, <laughs> <sighs> bit tiring, but get there, get there. Anyway, shall we uh, move on to gaming this week? No longer a dream, but a reality. And we're not going to have a jingle this time because we're doing it live. <laughs> Well, that's one thing you haven't got to do is it, this week, isn't it? To be fair, on on the audio podcast, I will cut it and I will stick it in there. So, okay, yeah. Uh, but 
it's the the audio version of the podcast, by the way, is going to probably be the end of tomorrow before I actually get it done because I am actually shattered from playing 20-odd hours worth of video games over the weekend. Um, plus the fact I'm going to have to download this video and then rip out the audio and then clean the audio. So it's going to take quite a bit of doing. So anyway, Steve, have you got any gaming news for us? Because I've been setting this up, so I haven't had a chance to look. Do you know, I haven't noticed anything going on this week. You haven't? Okay. No, what? not a thing. I mean, there's maybe things we've missed, but it's a, with you doing that more as well, it, a lot of things are, are going to get a little bit short on. So Yeah. Just the way. So if we have forgotten something, I'm sure we'll bring it up next week when we get back to normal resume. Yeah, we'll we'll probably do do that next time. But what I would say is because um, I've been keeping an eye on the uh, Twitter feed in terms of um, this weekend because obviously we're doing this, but there's lots of other people who have been doing um, the Game Blast uh, weekend as well, and <coughs> so far over eighty grand has been raised. For charity, which is yeah, because I think wasn't it? I think it was thirty grand come Friday night, wasn't it? It was, yeah. So it's about eighty grand now. So that is absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, there's been loads of people who have been involved on um, on Twitch as well. I th- you know, I, th- I think uh, I think it's been good, definitely. Mm, absolutely, yeah. So, okay. Well, in that case, then, do you want to do the new releases, Steve? Okay, so I'm going to have to turn to the left. <laughs> so we've got eight bit invaders on the PS4. This is at the twenty sixth of the of the of the second. Aces of the Luftwaffe Squadron Edition. PS4, X, 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 Xbox One and Switch. Um we've got Dirt Rally 2, PlayStation 4, Xbox One and PC. We have that is Rad Rogers Radical Edition on Switch. We have got Trials Rising, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch and PC. Which is actually, there's a beta on that at the moment somewhere. Yeah, there is. You, if you go on to um, the Origin, um, not Origin, <coughs> the Ubisoft. Because I had the email PC for download, it. download, you can play it on there. Yeah, I had the email for it, but I haven't been bothered at the minute. Yeah. Um, what's that? Deltune, digital only on the Switch. That's on the 28th. And on the 1st of March, we have the Dark Souls Trilogy, PS4, Xbox One, General Life 6. PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and RPG Maker MV, PS4, Xbox One, Switch as well. That's it. And we all know that Dead or Alive is the only game where you don't mind playing as a 100-year-old. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> I played Dead or Alive for donkeys, must admit. It's no, been I haven't either. It's just kind of like one of those... Um, one of those uh, uh, franchises that kind of seems to have gone really quite quiet, isn't it? <clears throat> I mean, think about um, you know Dead or Alive Five when that that was a you could get that for free, couldn't you? You could play limited characters on it on the Xbox. Yeah. So you know, it, but it wasn't one I played very much. Um, okay, video game charts then. So at number five, we have FIFA nineteen. Big surprise there. Number four <laughs> is Jump Force. Uh, number three, we have Red Dead Redemption 2. Number two, we have Metro Exodus. I didn't even know that that was out. Uh, and at number one, we... Oh, sorry, Metro Exodus. Sorry, I was thinking of Metroid Prime now. <laughs> I was going to say. Slightly different game. Yeah, Metro Exodus, because that was released uh, this week. And also Far Cry New Dawn, which is one of the games that I've actually been streaming as well. 
uh, this weekend as well. So if you haven't uh, seen that and you're interested, then just go and have a look in the uh, videos after this. Uh, we don't know anything about any games with gold not or uh, PlayStation Plus yet, do we, even though we're on the 24th? No, I don't think I've seen anything yet. No, I haven't. So, in that case then, Steve, tell us about your Claire run-through. Yeah, so this was interesting because after talking to Nikki about this, I decided to, to go on an easier run. Yeah. So, where I played Leon on normal, and to be honest, I did take a long time. I think I did about 14 hours. So, on that run, I was running around, going to every room, really exploring the station. So, when it comes to Claire, I did that in seven hours, half the time. Mm which I was quite impressed with. Um, I loved the interaction with with that side of the story. Yeah. The extra the extra bit with the orphanage was pretty cool as well, which was not in the original game, which was good. And you get into play play Sherry on that on that part of the game. Yeah. The the it seemed it was easier because I did knock it down to the lowest level, to the noob level for this, because yeah. it didn't need to be the or normal. And I found it a bit easier because there was more bullets. They were less spongy, but it was just as fun. And the game, again, did still end in the same way. This is not really a spoiler, but if you're, if you're new to Resident Evil, um, turn off for 10 seconds. But if you, as you know, in Resident Evil 2, the second run you do, you will get the creature on the train, which you don't get in the first run. So that will continue on. So I'm really looking forward to sticking that on at some point. Is that the same train that's on Resident Evil Zero? Doubt it. I'm sure Nikki will say that it isn't. I yeah. don't think it is. Nikki's our uh, our resident Resident Evil historian, isn't he? Oh yes, he does put me wrong occasionally. But um, but yeah, no, it's obviously it's, you're stuck at the point where you might not even play the rest of the game, aren't you? So it's a bit. It's sad, really, because it is a really good story. Graphically, it's amazing. Everything runs so fluidly, and it's just a great game. And you should go back and play it. Mm. I think for me, with the PC uh, save corrupting, mm. and then it seemed like I've got a completely different style, a uh, di- different load now, because some things that are done have been unlocked in a different sequence. I'm just. I'm going to have to start it all again, I think, because I don't know really where I am. And I yeah. had got up to the, you know, the bit where I'd got all of the uh, things from the clock tower and all of that sort of stuff. So yeah. I was very close to actually leaving the police station. Um, I'd done all the circuit breaker things uh, that you have to do as well. That's where I'd got up to. Yeah. Um, but now I just, I just don't know where I am with it. Which is well, I found Mister. I found Mister X a bit more easier on the second run. I don't really find him that difficult, to be honest. Well, just... because I just run away from him and leave him to follow, and I'll just jump through rooms and go around the quickest shortcut I can find. Yeah, that's what I do. You know, and um, you got to remember, well, on the on the Xbox achievements and PlayStation, you got to shoot his hat off for an achievement. Yeah, I've done that. So, but yeah, it is. It's great, and there was some. There were some other bits and pieces. There's some some achievements there that if you don't know it and don't do it, you probably miss it. Yeah. It, but I won't say what they are, but uh, cause it will spoil a part of the game, but yeah, they're, it's very clever. how they've done this and I'm assuming we're going to hopefully see Resident Evil three nemesis at some point. That would be good. Cause I enjoyed that game as well. Nikki's uh, saying, by the way, he did it in eight and four. Yeah. And uh, when he's talking about Mr. X, he's saying annoying. <laughs> 
I think that was the case for a lot of people, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I did have the, uh, the uh, not the original soundtrack for the second one. I put the new soundtrack on, mm. which was pretty cool, actually. That was still as good. But uh, I do like the original soundtrack. It did give it a sense of a reminiscence of playing it of old, back on the days on the PlayStation 1. That was a long time ago. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was, I know. But uh, it is one of my favourite games ever played on the PlayStation, to be honest. Yeah. You know. Uh, Destiny 2, well, we can chat about that with yourself and how you're getting on. I've been grinding out some Gambit because I want to get my third prestige on Gambit done before the two weeks are up, the new DLC comes. Mm. So I was on that this afternoon just doing some of that. How about yourself? Do you want to bring that in with what you've been playing? Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm on about like level six or nine, six, ten. Now. Oh, you're ready. Well, you're ready for the uh, probably to give it another go at the forge then. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, managed to really get up. So you know, uh, thanks to Prudy for uh, joining us because someone didn't. No, that was the vodka talking. I'm afraid. <laughs> but then again, chin chin. <laughs> yeah, well, mine's chin chin diet coke. Oh. <clears throat> so yeah. Um, it was good. Good thing we did the uh, this it the blind well. Yeah, how'd you get on? Did you get some of the gear for that? No, I didn't get any gear, but we did uh, about two or three rounds, and we did uh, kill the things at the end. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it, it, we, we were probably on it for about three hours last night. Because if you get if you go to go and get the bounties for that as well, yeah. So you can be lucky and pick up some of the um, the revered dawn. For that, for your character, yeah, but it's like some of the weapons as well that you get for 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 that place as well. It's what you do for Gambit. I mean, I was running around with the Truth again today, right? And that's a good hand cannon, mm. and if you can grind out the Gambit, that's one of the weapons you can you can pick up. Yeah, obviously, Bad Omen as well, which is a wicked rocket launcher. Right. Okay. So there's a couple there if you're going to get into Gambit, maybe. Yeah. Because I do know they're going to between probably next sometime at the next reset. I think we're going to get a buff for people. They're going to do some like triple XP, mm. so you can sort of up your your gambit level. Okay. So leading on, this is probably going to lead on to to the DLC that comes, which is all gambit, which is sort of gambit related. Right. So yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Um. We've got Spurs fan. Hi there, Spurs fan. Uh, good evening and welcome as well. Yeah, I don't know the, uh, today's results, so I've looked at that. So I'm sure you can put them up there because I didn't see what was on today. But <laughs> <coughs> we don't talk about football much here. But you know, Hayes huh? doesn't like huh? it. Did you? <laughs> football. Twenty-two blokes kicking an inflated piece of cow bottom up and down a hundred and ten meter pitch. Yeah, but we love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Uh, what else have you been playing, Steve? Uh, that's about it, really. Just been popping on between those two games. So, did you do anything in Detroit other than showing your misses? Well, I just put it back on just to see where I was. Okay. And I just found the refuge. Right. So, I don't know where that is in the story, whether that's halfway or what. I haven't got a clue. Um, is that the one on the boat? It was in, like, a big, big, big building. No, if it was in a big building... The I think the final refuge is in in a in a boat, a ship. 
Okay. So they were in this place with all the barrels which you lit up for fire to everyone was keeping warm and that's where I'm up to at the minute, just chatting to the people to speak to someone I think called Lucy. So Yeah. And that's with the character from Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> so yeah, really enjoyed it. Yeah, cool. I, I wanna I do want to go back to that game because it is I do like that sort of style of gaming. Yeah. But again it's something else that probably took me away from it, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, gaming-wise this weekend, <laughs> I've done loads of gaming this week. So I'll put my feet up, then you can crack on. <laughs> uh, well, I've already mentioned about Destiny anyway. So I mm. um, had a go on Just Cause this afternoon, Just Cause 4. Mm. I like that game. It can get quite mad. Yeah. It can get quite maddening. And the, the thing that for me that's the maddening bit is the on-screen prompts to where you're supposed to go. And some things are just quite cryptic, and sometimes it just doesn't bother telling you. And it's really annoying. So how do you compare this to Crackdown 3 now? Well, Crackdown 3, you know exactly where you're going to go. So Mm. just skipping over Crackdown 3, actually, because probably that's the game I've played the most this week, because, yes, I have actually played games before started doing the streaming this week. I did did actually pop on with that briefly, just to... Check a few things, see where I was at, you know. Yeah. Well, with Crackdown 3, I've been um, bombing my way through the campaign and I'm at the final boss. Oh, okay. So I started off this last week and I was not happy with the game at all. I didn't like it, didn't find it enjoyable. And I just thought it was pretty rubbish, pretty lame, to be quite honest with you. And then for some reason, I carried on playing and started to actually enjoy it and i don't know why i, I really you know because it's a fun game that's all it is it's just fun. yeah i think it's probably when you start getting all of your um all of your orbs mm. and you start powering up and you can start doing more stuff that it then becomes much more fun the initial sort of like couple of hours are quite yeah. boring um, but I just worked my way clockwise <clears throat> around the map. Mm. And, yeah, it, it was great fun. The, the Some of the boss battles, they're either incredibly hard or incredibly easy, mm. uh, I've found. Um, the last battle seems to be quite hard at the moment. But then again, you know, we, we've said before about you can go into a game and you can fight and fight and fight all that you like, but you never get anywhere. Mm. And then you come back the next day and then just you go straight past it. I, d- I didn't even have that weight. Just the next life, there's there's one guy who keeps teleporting himself up different levels. And the when I, when I actually w- uh, went against him, I had him knocked down in like about, well, 30 seconds when he was at the last stage. Whereas I died <coughs> about four times before that mm. with him. It was really, really weird, but... I'm playing it on a tough level, I think, or whatever it is, which is, I think, their equivalent of normal. Right, yeah. You know, so, but the only thing I would say is the styling of it with, the you know, the over-the-top um, way that the characters are. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You know, they're, they're dickheads. <laughs> and the only people who will find them cool are 10-year-olds. Because the way that they carry on, it's just, 
you know, you, you can't operate as a functional human being being like that. And I just, that to me, more than anything else, is what spoiled the game. You know, the the cutscenes, I just skipped through them as quickly as I could. Yeah, I, I take it for what it is. I don't think about it. Yeah. So it would just, it would just brush over me and just, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll listen to the story because there is a story to this at the end of the day. Yes. Um, and, you know, I listen to what they say and I just, it probably forgotten two minutes later and I'm off, and, off again hunting for that next orb. Yeah. Uh, we're at 130 quid donation, by the way, Nikki's just said. So keep them coming in. Oh, good. Keep them coming in. <coughs> I have actually been getting some money outside of here as well. My wife's worked tremendously hard at doing that. Um, yeah. You know, she's been really supportive in that way as well. Um, anyway, Nikki's also saying that the this is presently £28 on Shop 2, is Crackdown. Is it really? Yeah. That's not bad. Steve's now going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so when his camera goes off that's because he's pressed the wrong button <laughs> <laughs> hold on <laughs> okay so no. it's nothing like professionalism is there no not at all <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah okay. Game Pass I mean to, to be honest I think that Game Pass is worth its weight in gold there's there's loads of stuff that is coming on that, mm. um, and I just think it's fantastic value uh, as well. Do you think that all of the new Microsoft stuff goes on automatically? Yeah. Whereas with you know things like EA, you get a ten hour trial. You yeah. Know, which then gets you to go and buy. It. I mean, I've bought Anthem, but. If I'd, if it had been on EA that I could have just played straight off, I wouldn't have bothered. Well, I mean, that's why I've got my 10 hours. I think that would probably be more than enough at the minute. I'm so frightened this game's going to fail. What? Crackdown? No, Anthem at the moment. Anthem. I, just... I, th- I, I think it'll I get there. I don't, I, Sorry, I don't want on. it to. I don't want it to. No. But I just feel we've got a, a, a slew of games now that aren't living up to expectations. Yeah, and it's on multiple formats as well. Mm. Um, I think that I'm starting to wonder whether or not, you know, what's going on with Bioware because Mass Effect was a letdown. And even with the enhancements that they did, it still wasn't what we wanted. Um, or, you know, Andromeda, I mean, by Mass Effect, I don't mean the, like, the original yeah. one. So I, I think that they're, they're, they're a bit like, you know, the. The you know like the the scientist who makes a massive invention that earns lots of money and then struggles to replicate that anywhere else in his career, mm. you, you know. But they've done it with the Mass Effect trilogy, arguably you know less so with some of the other trilogies that they've done like Dragon Age and whatever. Because I don't think that they've had the as much of a wholesale appeal as in the way that Mass Effect has. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Anyway, um, other games that I've uh, been playing, um, I'm trying to think. I played Ace Combat so, 7 today. Yeah, now, I was just talking about that because I did watch that while having my breakfast this morning. Yeah. And I didn't see the end, but obviously you did, didn't get to the finish of the mission. No. And I, the thing is, I'm, I'm, what I struggle with that game is, again, it's incredibly 
picky about where you have to be and that sort of stuff in terms of that game because the mission before, you know, where you're going to the um, the sky elevator or the space mm. elevator. That's it, yeah. Yeah. When the president's plane or helicopter gets shot down, if you're not within a certain radius of that helicopter, the mission fails. But, you know, if it gets shot down, but if you're mm. right next to it, when it gets shot down, the mission passes. What's that about? I just don't get it. Um, that one I, I didn't have any issues with, to be honest. Oh, I did. But the one you're on at the minute, now, I, I, when I came off briefly, I put the PlayStation on, chucked the disc in and had a look. I'm, out, I'm on the same mission, ready to go. Yeah. And I looked at the planes I've got. Now, I've got about seven planes in my hangar. Yeah. And because you've got a mixture of air-to-air and air-to-ground, yeah. what I was looking at was I the, the, I got the MiG, I think it's the MiG-29A or something. Yeah, same as what I was using on that mission. <clears throat> Is it the MiG-29A? Yeah. And I've got, I got all the unlocks for the, for the weapons for it, Yeah, which I, I spent my credits on in the tree. And my thoughts is if you have your special weapon as air-to-ground yeah, and then have your other missiles for, for, for your air-to-air, yeah. that might help you better. Maybe, but I'm not really sure in terms of that mission what it is I'm supposed to be doing because it says to shoot all of the planes, but when you get into the mission, it then says take out the base. That's because if you listen to the... Um, initial beginning of that when it tells you what you got to do yeah i think it might break it down like that so that's like two parts of the story of it right okay but i was looking at i just bought some some missiles that where you can sort of aim for four at once yeah i've got those as well so that's pretty cool but the air to ground and the plane i've got is got i think i've got about eight eight unlocks involved in upgrading it yeah so this is all going to help you as you as you move on progressing through the story, and especially with more planes you need to have for different different missions. Yeah, you know, but it's, it's a good fun game. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's, it, I, I just find it to be just a bit annoying in terms <laughs> of you know the the mission parameters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, both both that and just cars. I just don't think they've got it quite right. Um, but it looks absolutely amazing as a mm. game you know it, it, almost photorealistic and in some places it does look photorealistic the planes are modeled absolutely beautifully on it yeah sometimes you have to blink to realize you're playing the game to be honest yeah you know and there's, there's nothing quite as satisfied as when you've been flying around chasing after something doing a dogfight, and you finally get them oh there's some sort of satisfaction to that yeah there is definitely definitely really yeah it's well worth uh worth digging out mm. so there was, a, there was another stream you did i didn't i came in briefly yeah but it was very empty it was it looked like you were sort of in a jungle to a certain degree but i didn't see a lot of was that was it, anthem uh, was it yeah okay was there a mech in it didn't notice you was, it just saw your your gun all the time so i weren't really sure what that was that was yesterday oh yesterday try to think mm. what what game did i play yesterday People Anyone help them, me, guys? I can't remember. <laughs> something you said in the stream was it is very empty in there in, on the map. Oh, that that was uh, Apex. Okay. Yeah, because I was running around and I was like, I was looking for someone to shoot at, hmm. and then people would just you know nip out and bang bang, and you were dead. But yeah, yeah, I was a bit you know after everybody's been going on about Apex, but then again, it's that battle royale sort of thing. It's not my kind of. Uh, 
Mass that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm. I agree with you there. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, as a matter of fact, I tried Apex because I couldn't get Anthem to work. That was one of the reasons why I stuck that game in instead because I hadn't originally right. been planning on playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a bit of Assassin's Creed Odyssey and had a bit of a bad experience with the streaming of that because it was choppy. And on, on my PC, it was more or less fine. Mm. Um, but I had to do things like limit the resolution, limit the frames per second. So that reduced the quality of what I was doing, but it speeded up the thing. But I know that I don't have OBS set up right in terms of the amount of resources that it's using uh, for my PC at the moment. So this is a thing, It's streaming on a PC <coughs> is much more of a science than it is streaming on a console. It's click and play on a console, really, isn't it? It's not yeah. so much to get involved in with it, is it? Yeah. But I do seriously hope that they're going to uh, improve on the next gen, mm. the streaming capabilities on consoles, because PlayStation have the best streaming ability at the moment. But what I don't like is the fact, the way that it wraps text so that you get half of a word on one line and the other half of it on another. Mm. I'd much rather it, you know, um, do better hyphenation in terms of that. But also, you can't tweak the user interface, which would be good. And the only option you've got is to use an Elgato or a Hoppage or something like that. Yeah. Um, But when you're doing it from a PC... You know, you c- I'm just using Stream OBS, you know, and I have my uh, trusty Elgato Streamlabs, which is an absolute godsend, I have to admit. You know, from the click of a button, I can change uh, the scene on this. I don't need to be in the software. Before, if I wanted to change scenes, I'd have to switch windows and then yeah. change it in OBS. But no, not with this. It just does it straight away. It's absolutely fantastic. Great uh, little thing. But yeah, I mean, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, it's a fantastic game. If anybody hasn't played that, it's the game to play now. It really is. You know, the, and get the season pass with it as well now that it's getting cheaper because there is so much to it. And if you get the season pass, you will also get Assassin's Creed 3 remastered and Liberation, uh, Liberation as well, which was the Vita game that was then ported onto the 360 and the PC and the uh, mm. PS3. Have we got a release date for that yet? Uh, I think it's about the 29th of uh, March. Okay, quite a while away yet. Yeah, but it's also coming to the Switch, evidently. Yeah. So, you know, that being on the Switch, that's going to be a major boom for that system as well, because I don't think the... I can't remember an Assassin's Creed game being on there. Would it be too small for that screen, though? No, I don't think so. And don't forget, also, you could be output into your TV as well. You don't yeah, have true, to play yeah. it on the screen. Yeah, I keep thinking of it as a portable device more than a device that's connected to the TV. Yeah. But yeah, yeah no, that, I mean, with Xbox Live as well going on there and all sorts, it's really um, you have the best of both worlds, really, aren't they? Yeah, well, actually, uh, that's, uh, you know, Frax asked a question about that, so we'll talk about that later on in, the, uh, in our questions. Um, so yeah, so Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, played that, played Destiny, played, what else have I played? Shadow of War, Middle Earth, Shadow of War. 
I've not touched this yet. I've got this game in my collection. You've got it? Yeah. Yeah. Sure I have. On the Xbox. Right. I've got it on the Xbox, the PlayStation and the PC. Of course you have. Of course I have. You have to have all three? Yes, exactly. To need the sets. (sighs) But it's really good. But I'll tell you what, it's because it's been a couple of months since I've touched it. I couldn't remember how to play it. (laughs) That's the sort of game you start from the beginning now, isn't it? Probably is, but I was 10 hours in. I was not going to start from the beginning on that again. Maybe I, not, no. I remembered it generally, but I couldn't remember the controls. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But the the maps are massive on that because you don't have just one location. You have several different locations <clears throat> yeah. to go at, which makes it you know quite challenging. And the, the, the Nemesis system is present in this game again, the same as it was in you know Shadow of Mordor, but the yeah. difference this time is that you recruit an army. So what people who are your nemesis, if you get them down to a certain point, you can actually convert them and then they can become part of your army. The same, you can, same way it works in Assassin's Creed, isn't it, where you can do that with the boats? With the boats? Yeah, with the boats, you can when you take over the boats, you can recruit the, the guys for your team. Oh, yeah, on uh, Black Flag, you mean? Well, no, and on the on the latest one. I did, can you do that? Yeah, there was some. I took I took out characters on that, and they said, "Do you want to join us?" Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Certain characters, yeah, but they join your crew. They don't join you as a separate. No, no. Yeah, and to be honest, that just gives you both perks. But this, it actually gives a character that will come into battle with you, so mm. that when you go into the main castle at the end of uh, that map when you've killed off all of the other bad guys, all of the other orcs, um, they'll go into battle fighting uh, against whoever is the, the warrior leader in that area. Okay. So, and one thing I also like about this as well is when they do kill you, they level up. So, and they'll remember you. So, like but they're the hard, are they hard to kill every time you, you die then? Yeah, so they go up a couple of levels. That gets annoying, doesn't it? Yeah, but also they mock you. Because the turn around and says, oh, I thought I killed you back for more. <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> okay, yeah. So it just makes it a bit more fun, you know, that sort of thing. But the uh, guy who, at the end of my stream, killed me, he snapped my sword as well. So I've got to go it. kill him to get my sword back. <laughs> but it's very, you know, it's, it's a clever way of doing it, mm. I think. Although it, di- it did feel like a little bit overly complex. And for some reason, it didn't do fantastically well in terms of the charts because it was there. People liked it, and then it just disappeared. But it's well really? worth a go. I mean, the first game got a lot of praise, didn't it? Yeah, and that came out of nowhere. But that was my... I remember playing that at, at um, EGX down at Earl's Court that year. Yeah. And for me, that was my, my game of, of, the, of, the, of, the, um, of the weekend. Yeah. I remember Riley. So, so what's that? Frack saying he's eyeing up my chair. It's an empire. That's what it is. Empire gaming chair. <laughs> it's a proper gamer's chair. Not like my rickety old thing I've got. It <laughs> does spin around though. <laughs> yeah, mine spins around as well. But um, yeah, it's. Again, it's another really good 
you know, really good game uh, to play. And you can now pick that up for relatively cheap, especially on the PC. I think you can get mm. the one with the season pass for about something like £10. Uh, which yeah, is... every time there's a deal on Xbox, it's, it's normally sitting there somewhere, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But well worth it, you know. Um, it's <clears throat> it's a game that'll take... I, I reckon it must must be going to take about 30, 40 hours to complete this game mm. quite easily. I mean, I was spending two hours and I didn't really make much progress in the area at all. Granted, some of that was trying to remember the controls again. But mm. also, there's just so much to do. And that was one area, you know? So... Yeah. Um, see, what other games have I played this week? I have played... Just trying to find a list of... Uh, Everything I've done. My memory's shot after this week. Uh, Far Cry New Dawn. Forgot to mention about that. So this is the latest one in the Far Cry uh, series. And it's the follow-up to Far Cry 5. It's the first time I think that there's been an actual follow-up on another game on Far Cry. Mm. And it's set in the aftermaths of one of the possible endings of that game. Um, Okay. And... Your sort of game because it's post nuclear apocalyptic environment. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a lot of those at the moment, isn't there? So yeah. So spoiler alert. I've already spoiled it, so whatever. Um, but one of the endings on Far Cry, a nuclear bomb can get set off. Well, evidently that for some reason meant that the whole world had nuclear bombs setting off. Um, and as a result, this is now something like. 15 years 20 years later and it's a whole new world hence you know new dawn and it's a beautifully colored and bright world uh, mm. and the big bad guys this time are two twin you know some some sisters that you have to go and take them down okay other than that it's far cry you know so there's a whole host of weapons there's a whole host of um vehicles that you can use it uses exactly the same sort of mechanics as far cry 5 did just a little bit more developed on the map Mm -hmm. because you're still in hope county for it the map has changed from far cry 5 but what you can do now is you can also do excursions to other areas so you get like it's like a helicopter ride and you go and go to a smaller map and go around oh okay so again, it's been streamed. So have a check out on the stream and see if uh, see if it's the type of thing that you actually want to play as well. But personally, I really like the the game. I think it, it's good. You're a bit you're a bit of a Far Cry fan, to be honest, aren't you? So. I never used to be though. When it first was released, Far Cry One and Two, I loved. Yeah. Far Cry Three didn't like. Far Cry Four didn't like. Primal didn't like. And then Far Cry Five, I don't know what it was, but it just struck with me. Mm. So, yeah, crazy, isn't it? <laughs> it is. But There's so many games out in the middle. It's ridiculous. You can't... I think it's just hard to play them all at the moment. Yeah, yeah. There's absolutely loads to play. And I'm sure summer's going to... Probably at one point, it's going to sort of fall, fall flat for a bit. And there you can pick up with all those games that you haven't played, I think. You know, so you've got between now and E3... Well, you've got May to September, haven't you? Yeah, which is a bit... I don't know if it's going to be a lean period, and I haven't seen the... Uh, the list for that. Well, it normally is, isn't it? Because nobody mm. releases games at the beginning of the summer holidays for whatever reason. 
so but there's plenty out this side of the month that you can dig into for, for to keep you busy absolutely you know which people were moaning out originally that they never had nothing, nothing new to play so it's a win-win for gamers yeah true so I think that's everything that I've played quite a few you're things sure, you're sure because you, you played a fair bit I know it's hard to remember it all yeah it is because the whole last three days have kind of like blurred into one I've just had a controller of one variety or another or a keyboard in my hand the whole time. So come next next week's podcast, gaming's going to be limited for you then because you'll be knackered. <laughs> gaming will be limited because I'm probably going to be uh, told that, uh, you know, well, get off that computer now. <laughs> You've had the weekend <laughs> playing games. You could just say you're still doing it and not tell her. I, th- I think that she would know. <laughs> Bless her. I have, to, I have to be fair to her. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, she is tired from it all as well. So yeah. I think she's tired from me talking about it more than anything else. <laughs> so, okay. Anything to add about gaming? Not really, no. no it's, I think the main thing of this, this weekend's all been about yourself with Game Blast. So I think that's, that's covered anyway. So that's good. It is. It is. And don't forget, if you do want to... Um, donate and please do if you haven't already then just look at the ticker tape that's going on below us on the screen and in a second you'll be able to see what the uh address is here it is it's coming up so help support as the special effects charity in their game blast by donating at www.justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash pop culture gamers so I said we're not. I don't think we're going to hit the five hundred pound mark, but it would be nice if we could maybe hit a couple hundred pounds. Yeah, uh, I mean every every bit counts, you know. So it does. Even if it's just a pound, it doesn't matter. You know, um, it's not coming. Any part of it's coming to the show. It's all going to charity. So please do contribute. All right, let's go on to movies, TV, and streaming. In quest of a better life. And we're leaving the pause in there so that I can cut that out and make it into the audio podcast. So anybody who's not joining in can actually enjoy listening to this as well, or at least just listen to it, even if they're not enjoying it. So, Steve, movies, TV and streaming. We've got similar releases this week. What have we got? Well, so 27th of Feb, we've got Fighting With My Family. Yeah. 1st of March... Uh, we've got The Hole in the Ground, Serenity, which I'll come back to in a minute. Yeah. The Aftermath. Yeah. What They Had and Sauvage. Okay. Now, what do you think's interesting about Serenity? Any idea why I'm going to pick, it, pick that one out? Is it a um, Firefly movie? It's not, no, actually, when my, my eyes pricks up when I saw about this, no. Um, the reason I'm going to mention it is that it's out on the 1st of March in cinemas. Okay. But Friday, it's coming to Sky straight away. Oh, it's one of these dual ones. Yeah. So what is so, it? So basically, this is a uh, this is a this has got uh, Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway. All right. Okay. Uh, Fisher boat captain juggles um, juggles facing his mysterious past and finding himself ensnared in a, in a reality which nothing seems what it seems to be. So, apparently, it's a sort of a steamy thriller. Right. So it could be worth it. I mean, I might watch it next weekend anyway and give it a go. Yeah. But it's quite cool they do this. I mean, it's only got 5.2 on the internet movie database. 
But um, I don't know how this always works with Sky, how they how they get these straight in. I don't know how that works, to be so honest. So it is a tremendously average film, then? Yes. Yes. 5.2 ain't great, is it? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> but no, but, you know, some of these games that are... Games, sorry, some of these movies that are like this sometimes can be gems, but... Uh, yeah. You know, you've got a couple of good stars in the film as well. At the end of the day, films are art and art subjective. Exactly. So, yeah, that'd be interesting. So, yeah, pretty cool. Mm. You're going to do Blu-ray? Blu-ray. Okay, so Blu-ray, to be honest, I think it's a pretty rubbish week. No, um, it's a fantastic week. <laughs> there's something in that list that you want, isn't there? Are you ordered? It's coming Monday. <laughs> it's I, ordered, com- I, I ordered this in December. Come on. All right. Well, for me, <laughs> there are, uh, there is Doctor Who, uh, the collection season 18. There is Les Miserables, the BBC TV series, if you uh, <clears throat> like that. Schindler's List in 4K. And that's Glorious all the Black. ones I've picked out. So what have you picked out, Steve? Halloween 2018. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, <laughs> Halloween as well. <laughs> so that so that came out October last year. Yeah. That's coming to my doorstep tomorrow. So I should look forward to that. Another John Carpenter Blu-ray to add to my collection. Yeah. Because unfortunately, my next two movies I'm talking about are John Carpenter movies. But there you go. It's just the way it is. Okay. Uh, do you want to do cin- cinema charts? Okay. So we've got... At five, we've got The Green Book. Four, we've got... A, I'll have to zoom in closer it's to do this. Alita. Alita, Battle Angel. Three, we've got How to Train Your Dragon. Two is Instant Family. And number one, The Lego Movie 2. Yay. And everything Which is awesome with that. Obviously. And remember, we've got the Oscars tonight, haven't we? Yes, we have. We have. So we'll probably go over those next week, shall we? Mm-hmm. Or we could maybe do another live special. <laughs> Not at that time of the morning. <laughs> do, a, do a reaction one. It, <gasps> oh, my God. It, the reaction Remy would be Malik about got six, best actor. <laughs> it'd be six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, I'm off for the next two days, so I'm all right. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Okay, so in that case, then, the Blu-ray and DVD <clears throat> charts this week, we have at number five, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'm surprised that's still in the charts. We mm. have The House with uh, Clocks in Its Walls. We have The Predator, which isn't half as bad as what some people say it is. We have <laughs> okay. number... Sorry? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> we have at number two, Venom, which is half as bad as what some people say it is. And at number one, A Star is Born. Which will get a few Oscars, I feel, this week. Yes, I think tonight. it will as well. So okay. you think nothing floats your boat there then at the moment? Well, you've, seen, you've seen Ant-Man, you've seen Predator and I've, Venom. I've got the Predator, I've got Ant-Man, I've seen Venom. Um, I have no desire to watch A House with the Clock in Its Walls. That's Jack Black, isn't it? It is, yeah. And mm. A Star is Born. Chick flick. Yeah, but you might have to one day watch that with the missus at some point, I'm sure. No, I'll just, I'll do what she always does. Say, oh, are you watching this? Oh, well, I'll go upstairs then. <laughs> you know that there are, there are several stages to marriage, don't you? Or to uh, a relationship. Well, have I ever told no. you this? I know, I've been through them all. Yeah. Well, you know that the opening stage is 
you you know you you find out that your other half doesn't like something, so mm. you never put it on. And then when you get to be a bit more confident, you know you you have it on, and then when she walks in the room, you switch it off. <laughs> and then after a little bit longer, you then she walks in the room, you still got it on, and then she says, "Can you switch it off?" And you do. Mm. And then the next stage is she comes in, she sits down, and she's what looking at the screen. Say, "Are you going to watch that?" She says, "Well, I did want to watch, finish watching it." And she said, "And he said, but well, I'll switch it off." And then the final stage is she comes in, she sits down, she says, "Are you watching that?" "Yes, I am." "Well, if you're going to watch that, I'm going to go to bed." "Good night." <laughs> <laughs> That's the final stage. I don't have it too bad, actually, to be honest. Sorry? I don't have it too bad. No, well, your wife watches more of your sort of stuff than mine does. Well, I stuck on this movie that I was supposed to watch last night, this afternoon, and uh, she said, haven't you seen this? I said, actually, I've, I've not seen it all the way through, to be honest. Mm. And when we're talking about the original movie, yes, we have seen, but so I know what's coming because it's a remake, but, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But it's good. It's, it's all right. Actually, I saw about in a sec. But um, yeah, should I, should I scroll into it then? Yeah, go on then. So the first film is this one here, Village of the Damned. Right. And this is the one I just picked up on Audible. Okay. So the the backstory to this is my one of my favourite classic sci-fi movies of the of the day. Um, is Village of the Damned. This was out in 1960. Mm-hmm. So it's quite an old movie. It's a lot of blonde kids living in a village, isn't it? Well, that, well yeah. What happens is it's, it's a quaint little village. The, the village falls asleep for about six hours and all the women become pregnant. And this causes a bit of a, ru- a ruckus in the, in, the, in the household because there's one guy that's been away for a year and he comes back and his wife's pregnant. <laughs> try and try and get out of that one. But uh Cryogenic and a free, uh, turkey baster. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. Um so yeah, so a small town of women give birth to these unfriendly alien children posing as humans. Okay. And the remake which was done by John Carpenter back in nineteen ninety five. Yeah. Has a pretty good cast in it. Right. So you've got Christopher Reeve, you've got Kirsty Alley. You've got Linda Kowalski. Do you remember her in Crocodile Dundee? Yes. Didn't she become and Mrs. Crocodile Dundee as well in real life? She is, yeah. yeah. She was, oh, she was, yeah. And the guy playing the priest in this is Mark Hamill. It's Mark Hamill in it. I never knew he was in it. Yeah. Wow. So it's worth it's worth a watch. I mean, I love the original movie. Mm. And um, it does keep to the same story. But it will. It does change slightly. It's not identical as, as the original film. And the book, I'm, well, I'll get to read the book or listen to the book at some point. Yeah. But it, it's it's a good. It's all right. It's not John Carpenter's one of his better movies. Okay. But I quite like it. It's great to see Christopher Reeve acting. Yeah. And also, Kirstie Alley obviously played Savick in Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. And was also in um, Cheers as well. Yeah, she was. So I was yeah. also in Look Who's Talking. And the other character you might recognise actually would be um, Peter Jason, who's in They Live, one of one of Carpenter's movies. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a good fun movie. I say it's not bad. I, I quite like it. It's to say, don't know if people like to watch older movies. It's only, say, it's not that old, 1995. 
Um, it's about an hour and a hour and forty minutes. So it's a remake of the nineteen sixties one. Yeah, that's right, with the same name. Yeah, but obviously the original was based in an England village, English village, but this is based in an American town instead. You know? Right. But yeah, it's good. It's worth a watch. Because th- so, they've done a few sort of remakes like that, haven't they? Because they also did the Stepford Wives. That was done from some point, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Wasn't it Nicole Kidman in that? There was a movie she did where... She, she did, did a- one with Daniel Craig, which was a remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. No, I think you're getting confused now. No, invasion- not. No, no, there was... She did, um, I know she did one with Daniel Craig that was a remake of that, but there was also there was a Stepford Wives. That was Matthew Broderick, wasn't it, who did that? Yeah, Invasion of Body Snatchers. The remake of that was with Leonard Nimoy. No, this was another one. And Donald and Donald Sutherland. That was the one I remember. No, that, um, I can't remember what it was called. Uh, I'll look it up. So you, okay. carry on telling us about that yeah, while I look so, this one up. So yeah, so it's it's say so it's not much to the story. But it's what happens is they're very telepathic and they can get people to do what they want them to do. Okay. So certain people that cross them come to a sticky wicket. So they will. They're all their eyes glow. They they stare at someone and they'll get them to commit suicide or you know whatever. So there's quite a few deaths in that. And there's a little tweak to the story which I won't mention, which was different to the original, but uh, which made the ending slightly different as well. Right. But yeah, overall, it's a bit of a fun movie. I, I quite liked it. So I say, I don't, I don't have. It's, I say, even though I love John Carpenter that much, you know, there are a, a list from top to bottom. This one's probably nearer the bottom, but I still quite like it. It's, it's cool, you know. Um, the second movie, which just got released on 4K, is this one here. So that's Prince of Darkness. I quite fancy watching that. What's it about? So. Other than the devil. <laughs> so what this one's about is there's this old church and in there <clears throat> there's a research team looking at this mysterious green cylinder. Yeah. And if it's opened, it could be the end of the world. So this is linked to Satan and all, all of that. Right, okay. And probably if you've seen any clips of the trailers there, you see the a lot of the tramps all sort of hypnotised by it all. Right. And they're sort of trying to protect the church. Okay. Um, i tell you why you quite might like it. Now, the cast list is quite quite good for this one. You've got Donald Pleasance plays a priest. Okay. Well, he was in the Halloween movies. You've got Victor Wong. He was in uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, he was the he, bus he driver, dro- wasn't he? That's it. You've got Dennis Dunn in it, who was the other character alongside Kurt Russell. Yeah. In Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, Peter Jason again, who's in They Live, is in this as well. So he, he floats around quite a bit, and it's not a bad it's not a bad film. It's it's very niche from the point of the fact it's not instant horror all the time, mm. and yeah, I quite like it. It's it's very good, and I, I haven't watched it for a long time, but to get the 4K remastered version of it, it does look good. And being the collector's edition, as I said before, it comes with a soundtrack, DVD, Blu-ray, and a shed load of extras on a separate disc. Yeah. With interviews as well. If you're a fan of these movies, they do give you a lot of information. Mm. And the soundtrack is pretty awesome too on this one. Yeah, I mean, I've got The Fog and They Live on normal DVD, mm. but I've got 
Escape from New York on 4K. Yeah, which is the collector's edition one, isn't it? Yeah, and that's got the soundtrack. I've always wanted the soundtrack for that. By the yeah. way, uh, if it'll show, it's called The Invasion. I didn't dream it. No, do you know, I have seen that. Isn't The Invasion, who else is in that? Because I've got a funny feeling his wife's in it, Daniel Craig's missus. Yeah, because his wife was the woman off uh, the... Um, mummy movies. The mummy movies. Uh, let's have a look. So there's Jeremy uh, Northam, Jackson Bond, oops, Victoria Cartwright. I don't think his wife is in it, actually. Isn't she? No, can't see her. What's it called? Invasion, wasn't it? The Invasion. But it's a really good movie, is that one. I, I enjoyed that tremendously. And it's, But it's Invasion of the Body Snatchers remake. Do you know, I do remember seeing it, but it doesn't stick in my brain. Yeah, I've got it on DVD. I think there's another movie that he did, um, which I'd have to look at, which was had a bit of a twist in the tail because he was married to his he was married to his wife. Well, he's married to um, I can't think of who it was now, but there was a twist in the story where he wasn't married and he was. He looks uh, very different. It's too bright for it, but he looks very different in. Uh, in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Because he's got, like, longer hair, because we normally see Daniel Craig with quite short hair. He looks much younger, though, doesn't he? He d- Well, it is a few years ago, isn't it? What year is the actual movie? Let me just have a look. Um, it's... It's after leg. 2007, it? so it's 12 years ago, so he will look a bit younger. Yeah. Because Daniel Craig was born in 68, so mm. that what's that make him? Uh, 51. So he'd have been 39 then. Yeah. So his wife's Rachel Weisz, isn't it? Yeah. But she, I'm sure she's done a movie with him at some point. It's uh, I, I can't remember the outline of the story, but I just remember the, the background. It, it was it was uh, quite a little while ago as well. I'll have to dig that out and have a look for it. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, no, Daniel Craig's getting ready now for Bond. Was it 25? Yes. With um, Shatterhand. Code name Shatterhand, and there's been a lot of Shat jokes. Going yeah. Around. <laughs> <clears throat> well, every I, I ex, I've got an exclusive. I know what the story is. It's Blofeld, isn't it? No, no, no. It's 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 not Blofeld. That that was Spectre. No, this one is that James Bond goes into home base to find out why a load of people have been getting their hands hurt in DIY accidents. Yeah, actually, no. Shatterhand is a nickname for Jack for Blofeld. <laughs> So, I just, cool. I just think that they've ruined Bond with the last one, Spectre. They they completely ruined it, much more than the Vanish did. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. There's there's too much of that now because everybody's been edgy by doing something that is wouldn't have been thought of because it was a rubbish idea. Mm. You know what I mean? And uh, but yeah. they, they think that they're being. Um, <clears throat> you know, I don't know. I know it's a shame. I mean, we we've got say twenty five. Well, it's been a twenty fifth Bond movie. Yeah, I know we've all got our favourites, and you know, everyone was praising Casino Royale when it came out, but it's sort of gone a bit stale now. Well, it's it's Jason Bond with James Bond's name. Would you rather them go back to 
the old style bonds. Yeah. Like, have it a bit, maybe not so camp, but just a bit more just the way they used to play them out. Yes. I'd, I'd much rather have, so that, that was a whole point of bond. It was, it, it the the Bond sort of slightly more realistic style. It it mm. doesn't do anything for you know Bond was like camp over the top character and trying to make it more realistic goes in the face of the fact that he, all of the bad guys know exactly who he is before he actually does anything while he's you know mm. it's just the ruined Bond and mm. Daniel Craig being Bond. I'm sorry, but I'm afraid that was the worst choice for this for the next movie yeah well we won't talk about who's going to be next box we'll be here all night well we've already done that just got to show number one fox <laughs> yeah, that's right nicky said to make bond a black woman oh, god he said it with me <laughs> yep and we vote for uh, making nicky queen victoria oh sorry about, queen elizabeth <laughs> i tell you, how about terry cruz what as Queen Elizabeth II? That's James Bond. <laughs> no. <laughs> it could play it very camp as well. It'd be funny. No. No. Please, God. No. <laughs> well, sticking with your sort of um, old movies and, you know, like slight remakes of old movies mm. or variations of all, you know, homages to. There I, have, I have actually watched a movie this week, which is um, a homage. Yeah. It's the least favoured homage in the trilogy, and there's ice cream in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. World's End. Yeah, I, do you know what? I, I've watched it two or three times now, but it's not as good as the other two. No, it's not as good as the other two, but I still like the movie, mm. to be fair. It's a good laugh. So why not? You know, it, it's just a bit of fun. Because they do call this the Cornetto Trilogy. Yes, they do call it the Cornetto Trilogy because they eat a Cornetto in each movie. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not just one Cornetto. Because <laughs> <laughs> actually I turned I turned on ITV the other night and uh, Sean of Dead was on at the time, you know. And suddenly I just sit there and just sort of stare and watch it. It's just one of those things, isn't it? Yeah. I, put it I, on. Yeah, I love the tri- I love the trilogy. Mm. The World's End is the weakest one out of all of them, but Shaun of the Dead, I just love that. I hadn't yeah. realised it, but I what I, what I found out in horror is that zombies are like my favourite thing in horror. <laughs> it had never <laughs> dawned on me before, but most of the things I like end up having zombies in if the horror so why don't you start trying watching some of george romeo's movies i've then? watched them i've watched them what, all of them i'm pretty sure i've seen most of them so have you seen both dawn of the dead yeah it's re- they remade that as well yeah to make the zombies run faster for some unknown reason yeah i've watched world war z i know that's not him but i've watched world war no. z as well where they do run fast there i quite like the twist in world war z in mm. terms of you know, the, the reimagining of what zombies are like. And there's another one, uh, one, is it Warm Bodies, which is like yes. uh, a it's romantic... It's a bit of a rom-com, isn't it? Rom-com. That's quite good. And it's got uh, him off about a boy and 
who was based on the uh, the X Men First Class movie. Yeah, I've I've seen that film. That's quite good actually. Yeah, and there was another one that I was watching the other day, a couple of weeks ago, and mm. uh, they were finding a cure. Can't remember what it was called. It was on Netflix, but they'd cured people from being zombies. Yeah. Uh, but the people were afraid of them, and people, you know, some people were, you know, it had affected them mentally and stuff like that. And then they went back to sympathise with ex, you know, with the zombies, mm. and went against people. Um, I can't remember what it was called though. Uh, Zombieland, yeah, Nikki, I've watched Zombieland as well. Well, their sequel's out soon, isn't it? It is very soon as well. The only problem is uh, the the uh, guy who played Lex Luthor on mm. Justice League. I can't stand him. You know how the, there's there's always somebody who you know you would quite happily put to sleep to put out of your misery. <laughs> He's one yeah. of them. I really <laughs> I can't stand him as an actor. Mm. Um. I just think he's absolutely useless. It's what have you seen? Dead Snow? No, that's what I've not. I, I need. I've been wanting to watch it for quite a while. Um, Nazi zombies. Yeah, yeah, I know the one you mean. I've I've wanted to watch that as well, but it's not come on Netflix or anything like that, has it? No, no. And you got Twenty Eight Days Later and the sequel to that. Twenty Eight Weeks Later with Robert yeah. Carlyle. That's it. Yeah, both of those are good films as well. Really enjoyed uh, enjoyed them. It's a bit dark. It's twenty eight days later. Yeah, twenty eight weeks later is a different feel to it. Yeah, but I'm trying um, to think of some more some more ones. Are, well, my favourites are the Dawn of the Dead, yeah. the original one from nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, um, Day of the Dead, which was the sequel to that. Yeah, and obviously the original was Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Um, so Zombies does get a fair bit of a shout-out in movies these days. Actually, sorry, Dawn of the Dead was 1978 when that came out. Yeah. But that's just, that's class. That's just great films. Yeah, and I quite like, um, which you introduced me to, which mm. is Eye Zombie. Yeah. That's a, that's a good laugh, is that show? Which is very tongue-in-cheek, isn't it? It is, yeah. But I love the way that, you know, zombies are integrated, but um, I love the fact that the big bad company, well, is it a big bad company, but it's called Fillmore Graves. Yeah. Maybe you should actually, once you've got to check out on Netflix. Yeah. Is The Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Because that's a tongue in cheek 80s movie. It is. So that's, that's, that's a laugh. Mm. And I say, I think uh, the remake of Dawn of the Dead, there's quite a few, uh, I, I won't scroll down, there's quite a few people that have been in that one. And for some unknown reason, when that was being released in the cinema, Channel 4 were allowed to show the first 10 minutes. Did you see that? When no, it came I did. Out? Probably a PR sort of stunt, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, they did, and they showed the first 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Good. I don't know why I like zombie movies, though. It's weird. But, and then again, at the moment, I think The Walking Dead's going into a bit of a dip. What is so? The Walking Dead? Yeah, I think I think the show itself, I think, is um, it's not holding up as much as it used to. And I, I think there's I, rumblings, there's rumblings of talks about that problem. I know that we're going to bring, there's going to be a zombie movie with Rick in it. Yeah, a trilogy, evidently. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I mean, I, I've been watching a new season, and I'm actually quite intrigued by it. Yeah. The whole concept of these people who dress up as zombies are walking herds and can mm. can control them as well. Oh, okay. I, I find that 
you know, quite interesting. Um, I think the problem is, is that the lost or the appear to have lost two main characters right off the bat in this season or this part of the season, which is Maggie has gone mm. and she went for some reason, but we don't know why. And obviously Rick. And this is now. Have they actually of, left the show now? Been yeah, he's them. left the show. But the second half of season nine is like five years later. So you don't know. The, so that that middle bit is missing for the movies, I presume. Maybe that's what the movie is going to be about. But there's also Fear of the Walking Dead as well, isn't there? That one's uh, going as well. <clears throat> I weren't too keen on that, to be honest. No, I, I must admit I stopped watching that, which I, I was in. I was actually enjoying it. I just stopped watching it and I don't know why. Mm. But uh, I might go back to that because <clears throat> obviously tonight it'll be The Walking Dead on um, Fox, won't it? That I think that's on now or in twenty-five minutes. It's not on Channel Four yet, then. No, no, it's on Fox. Because normally my my box will record it. Yeah. So okay, but I don't know. It'd be interesting to see if they carry on because, in theory, in terms of The Walking Dead, they could keep the show going on for years. Because they just bring new characters in, you know, new people who wander in from somewhere. Well, they've always been able to do that. And it depends. Would you like to see the video game side of that join it in some point? Well, I, I thought it was supposed to have with, like, Michonne and stuff like that. There's been elements Well, Mich- of well Michonne's been in it, hasn't she? But I'm talking about the, you know, the earlier part of, of the Telltale series. Yeah. If Clementine ended up in it or something like that. Oh, I, th- I, I think that they should get Clementine into the game, uh, into the movie or the mm. TV series. I think that that would be a really, really good tie-in. Yeah. Um, and probably get, that might even get a lot of interest back into it as well. I think it would because it would start to bring in the fans of the video game who maybe didn't watch the show. Mm. Although I would have thought probably it's mostly the show, you know, show watchers <laughs> who play the game. No, that's true. Having said that, though, I played Game of Thrones before I watched the series. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'd watched a couple of episodes, but never really bothered. Right. I don't. There's um. There's something else. I think depending on how they're going to play this out. Um, do you remember this, the movie Creep Show? Yes. There's going to be a TV series. Yes. Um, I don't know at the moment where it's coming from, whether it's Netflix or whatnot. Okay. But rumours about it have just started to emerge. Yeah. And they started to put a cast together. Yeah. So I'll be interested in that because I do love Creepshow. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, because Stephen King joined in with George Romero to do the first movie. Yeah. And I think even one of those was a zombie episode, if I remember rightly. Is it? Yeah, the one... The, there was the one with um, Lizzie Nielsen, that that episode in the movie where he was buried up to his his neck in sand. I don't Do you remember, remember that. No. <laughs> don't remember that at all. I'm afraid. Well, there's a, there's some there's another. You know, we've got these different services now for yeah. uh, with Netflix and Amazon. Yeah. There's another one that I'd like to look at, but it, it, it means means more money. Right. And they're called, it's called Shudder. I've not heard of them. And that solely does horror. Right. So it's right up your street then. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's linked to Amazon. Is it? Yeah. So if you went onto Amazon Prime, you will see Shudder as another one you could actually add to your subscription service. 
So um, if it ends up being on Shudder, then I might have to go. I think you can do it for a week. You can do a trial for a week free. Right, okay. So, yeah, I, actually, looking at this, it looks like it may well be Shudder that's going to get it. So, oh, okay. Oh, God, that means I will have to come and pick that up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, oh, horror, I, it's, I just did it with me lately. Just, horror has just come back into my life more so, more than ever. Yeah. And I think there's, there's, there's quite a lot of movies coming out these days, which are like the nun of, of late. And we've got the insidious movies and stuff like that. Mm. But I don't, I don't see the movies that they used to make in the eighties where there was so much fun as well. Yeah. Occasionally you get a remake or two on them, but yeah, I just, I just love the horror movies genre. I really do. Well, thinking about, um, horror, but it's sort of like very light core sci-fi horror. Mm. There's also the new series of the twilight zone, a remake as well, isn't there? <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> yeah, there is. And, uh, there's even going to be a, how do I put it, a live stage show as well. Has I not heard about that? Uh, yeah, it's coming to the UK. Right. It's just called The Twilight Zone. I don't know if it's like going to have a few stories from from the past that Rod Steiger did. Mm-hmm. But I, I love that show. To, I love that show oh, so much. The, the black and white from the 60s, I used to love watching that. Yeah. And there's some classic stories there with with some big actors. They all had it had their foot in the door for that. Oh yeah, I mean even on the '80s remake of the Twilight Zone as well. Mm. Well, yeah, because you had John Lithgow, yes, playing the one which William Shatner did in the '60s. Yes, that's right. With that gremlin on the plane. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah, they're great. I'd love to. I'd love to pick up that box set. It must cost a fortune though. I don't think it does actually. I don't think it's that expensive because it's on DVD for a start off. Yeah, and I know Amazon have got a couple of Twilight Zone episodes there that are lot called Lost episodes, but I just love the original, original, original show that, as it was back in the back in the sixties, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I used to watch it all the time when I was a kid. Mm. That and Tales of the Unexpected. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Remember all that hand movement? <laughs> well, there was the Hammer House of Horror TV show as well. Did you see that? Yeah. So I just remember one episode about a house, I think it's called The House That Drips Blood or something like that. I remember uh, one episode from the Hammer House things. It might have been part of a, a one film where it was <coughs> John Pertwee. Yeah, good old Doctor Who. Yeah, and he was uh, a character who was an actor playing Dracula, but the set designers actually gave him Dracula's cape. <laughs> like oh, okay. the proper Dracula's cape and then it did something to him <laughs> was a bit of a weird one. Oh I, yeah I'm just I'm just thinking of Fright Night now that other movie that was I don't know if you ever saw that yeah I saw Fright Night you know but uh, yeah they were pretty good I'd enjoy it and The Outer Limits as well well yeah because that I mean that was sort of came after The Twilight Zone yeah similar sort of stories with some classic-looking aliens as well, with big heads. Yeah. If you remember rightly. And, uh, yeah, no, I just used to come back from the pub on a, on a Friday, Saturday night, and they'd be on BBC Two or something like that at the time. Yeah. So There were the days. Oh, God, were they just. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to go on before we go to questions? No, let's uh, go on to our listener questions. 
John, what's happening to us? All right, so we've uh, <coughs> going to have a, a little bit different this time because we do have ones that are on uh, that people have sent in. I will start off with Mark as normal, but also we have up here above my head the Twitter feed where people can also submit a question if you want to. So we'll go through what we've got on here first, and then we'll go on to the Twitter questions afterwards because we have a few people in the stream. So Mark's asking first off. What are the best movie game tie-ins? What would be your ideal movie game tie-in? Well, they've normally been pretty poor of late. Yeah. Uh, We had a Back to the Future with Telltale. That's quite an old one. That goes back to PS3. Mm. Which wasn't that great, was it? No. Um, I think, I say, with Telltale, we've had Batman, obviously, and... But but that's been tied up to a character, not to a movie. Mm. We've had Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Which I have not seen, actually. I'd like to have a look at that. Right. But if you had something like that, that was more of a full story, yeah. obviously the way that was, I don't I don't know the graphically how that looks or how that, how that progresses if it's like a Telltale game. Yeah. But you could be, you could be Taylor, who's, shot out, who's come out of the sky with, with the, uh, with the, with his aircraft onto the planet and that, on the Planet of the Eggs, maybe. Yeah. Um, i trying to think of something that we could think of there. The Mad Max game, that was sort of tied up with Fury Road <coughs> a little bit, wasn't it? That was all It right. was, and I need to play that game. I really should go back to that. Yeah. Because I'm a huge Mad Max fan, and as I've been putting a couple of videos of late, the last couple of days, it's 40 years old this month. God, is it? Yeah, and you wanna if you check out on Twitter, I did put a couple of YouTube clips where people did like parades of the cars they built. Yeah. So especially from the first movie with the Interceptor and the V eight and the, the original yellow police car they had at the beginning of the film. Yeah. And then they were talking to all the actors. So that's really worth a look at. I and they're all getting so old now as well. It's frightening. Absolutely frightening. Yeah. But I've always wanted to see a decent Star Trek game. Yes. But that's not really happened, is it? Well, you could say Star Trek Online because that ties in. True, but like we did have a Star Trek game where we had from the Kelvin timeline. Yes. I, I didn't think that that was as bad as people made it out to be. I completed that game. Mm. I enjoyed it. It was all right. It wasn't and, fantastic. Yeah. And we had, was it Tron Legacy? Yes. No, it was, it was like, uh, it wasn't Tron Legacy, was it? It was Tron R something, if I remember rightly. Okay, I you'd have to double check it then, have a look. But I'm sure, because I've, I've got that on my back compat list. Yes. That sits in there. Um, yeah, Oblivion had Picard in it, Nicky. You're right, he did the opening talk. Yeah. But uh, I don't think and, that that was tied into Star Trek. That was just an actor... Doing a voiceover. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite the same thing as a tie-in. No. I'd say it would be interesting if we ever, ever could see a Doctor Who game. There is one. Well, yeah. A Matt Smith one, which is takes the Batman Blackgate format or the Assassin's Creed India sort of format. There, where isn't a, there, wasn't there going to be a VR game that was coming out? I've not heard that. 
I think BBC have released it on PC. Not seen it. Yeah, and there was talk about maybe bringing it to console. Not, not seen it, I'm afraid. Uh, what about Avatar? That was a pure game. <laughs> it was, not it? <laughs> yeah, that that was a very pure game. Although it did look nice environment, mm. to be fair. Yeah. Shall I tell you what I think is the best movie tie-in game? Are we going down the Star Wars route again, are we? Possibly. <laughs> but maybe not the route that you're thinking. Why, why did I guess that? I think that the best movie tie-in game mm. that has ever been released, that is properly tied to the movie, although wasn't tied to the movie when it was released, yeah. was Lego Star Wars A Complete Saga. Yeah, I did enjoy those. Well, I enjoyed the Indiana Jones ones as well, to be honest. Yeah. Riddick on Xbox. What about that? Ricky's just said. Did I play that? I'm sure I did. That was the original Xbox, wasn't it? No, 360. Oh, was it 360? Yeah. I don't remember if I played that or not. I don't think I did. It was all right. Wasn't overly fussed. Mm. Not the best. No. I mean, there's been a lot of movie times. Just thinking about this now, we've brought a few up that you probably wouldn't have thought of. But um, would you want a Marvel game that's, no, not Lego, obviously, but in the same vein as some, you know, a third-person shooter or something like that? Yeah. The other way we've got Anthem, you can have Iron Man. We've had Spider-Man, but... Uh, well, no, they did do an, they did an Iron Man 1 and 2. <clears throat> I don't think I played them. I think I, I, I let them miss me. Yeah, they were on 360. I had them. Mm. Uh, Nikki saying Riddick was on the Xbox One. It was great. Oh, the Xbox, rather, original. Yeah, that's what I was thinking it was, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think they did a remake for the 360 or a remaster or whatever it was, or it was at the mm. same time. I think I seem to remember playing it on the 360. Or maybe I was just playing it because the 360 did backward compatibility, didn't it, with some yeah. games? Maybe there was think that, actually think about it. I don't think I can't remember actually playing. There was the thing, wasn't there? The Carpenter movie. Yes, there was. That but came, I don't remember a game of that. That came out in two thousand and two. I don't think I played that. Yeah, Alien vs Predator. No, remember that? Yeah, no. I tell you what is uh, was quite a good one. One was on the Alien side was Alien Isolation, mm-hmm. uh, which came out on this gen. Um, <clears throat> Which is actually just coming to Game Pass, ironically. Yes. Shortly. Yeah, so th- that's uh, quite a nice time because you play Ripley's Child. Yeah, I, I have not completed it. I, I have played it. I've got it. Yeah. So like Nicky in the chat, he's now trying to make it all about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I do want to play that at some point when I can get some cash to pay for it. I mean, there, that's it. There was a Ghostbusters game. Oh, that was that? dreadful. That was dreadful. But I've also, I'll tell you what's really weird. I picked up for a couple of quid, literally a couple of quid, <coughs> um, was the Ghostbusters game on the PlayStation 4. And right. you know how there is the original good Ghostbusters and then mm. there is the new not good Ghostbusters? This is here in <laughs> that scale. So it's like two men and two women. Talk about being politically correct. No, I I think I played the Ghostbusters game on the 360. Yeah. Which had the original Ghostbusters. Yeah. And I think they some of them may have voiced them. I'm not too sure. I think they probably did, yeah. So, yeah, that's it. The Ghostbusters video game, that came out in 2009. Mm. 
So it's PC, PS4, Xbox 360. Yeah, no, the the original one on the 360 was good. The the one now is a load of rubbish. Stay clear of it. Mm. Definitely. <clears throat> and back in 2005, well, actually, back in 1979, there was a great movie came out with The Warriors. Yeah. Do you remember, do you remember that? I do. And they brought a game out on 2005 for that via Rockstar. Yeah. I don't remember it at all. I mean, I know the movie very well. It's a great movie. I think it's one that probably escaped me. Frax also just reminded uh, us as well of the Commodore 64 Ghostbusters game. That was quite cracking. I wouldn't remember that one. Did you not have a 64? No, I don't think I did, no. I would think I was too busy into alcohol and nightclubs at that point. I was the right age. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I was at that point, if I remember rightly, probably. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And then, the, going the other way, the tie-in to the video game, the Tomb Raider. Yeah. Yeah. Some elements of that was okay. Oh, yeah, they're, they're fine. I, I don't mind them at all. No. The, uh, the best elements, though, were Angelina and Jolie. <laughs> <clears throat> there was a Blade Runner game. Came out on PC. Yes, I had that one as well. Played that. That that was like a point and click adventure. That was nineteen ninety seven. That was. Yeah, yeah. Played that. That was good. So okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to do uh, his next question? Yeah. So, what time sacrifices do you make to play games? Quite an easy one there. Playing games is never a time sacrifice. It's time well spent. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not I'd sure. Grab it, I'd grab it when I can. To be honest. Yeah. Even though, you know, my time could be sort of 10 o'clock onwards most nights. Yeah. You know, if if the missus is doing something and she's on her phone or a bit of paperwork, TV's not on, TV's on, Xbox on or whatever, you know? Yeah. Well, it's because I've got mine in a different room. Hmm. Um, I've got a bit more flexibility, although you always seem to be on during the day times when I couldn't get on. <laughs> I've noticed. <laughs> Sort of like, right, the missus has gone to the loo five minutes on Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, do, I'll, I'll, I'll do a patrol. <laughs> That's it, just quickly grab, grab that in there, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, you know, it's like I'm the same as you, late night mostly, mm. um, or any other opportunity I can shoehorn it in. Yeah, when the wife goes out for an evening, you, you, you're sold, aren't you? You've got it, you've got it sorted, sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, next weekend the family's going away. Wonder what I'll do. Yeah, yeah, of course you will. I know what I'll do. <laughs> I'll do the washing and the ironing. <laughs> I'm sure she'll give you a few chores to a few chores to do. To be fair, she won't. She's she's mm. not like that. To be honest, she's you know she's a good egg. So okay. So, in that case, then we'll go on to Facebook questions. So, the first one is, Jason Toon, with the rumours circulated about a new version of the Nintendo Switch coming out soon, do you think early adopters of the new hardware are given a raw deal, or is this the price you pay for owning the new system at launch, when there's hardly anything to play on it, uh, in some cases, two or three iterations of the original console, like the PS3 and PS4? I think it's just being early adopters, unfortunately. It's just one of the wings you've got to put up with. Yeah. Um, it's We all like to grab something early. 
Mm. And sometimes, in the case of the Switch, it was pretty poor to start off with, wasn't it? So, Well, there was all of the problems with the Bluetooth, with the controllers, wasn't there? Mm. Or the Joy-Cons and, or whatever. And games were a bit thin on the ground as well, to be honest, as well. So, But they're coming fast and thick oh, now, God, aren't oh, they? Oh, now, though, if you're, a, if you're a Switch fan, you've got it made. Yeah. But at the time, you know, I mean, it's any, any, any console you're going to go for, it's, it's the sort of thing you go for, isn't it? Or if, if you can hold off and wait wait for a year. Mm. But it's hard to do that. It is. I mean, 360 time. I, th- I think probably when the 360 came out, it was still not that long after I'd got married. So I wasn't really that into gaming at that point. I had other priorities, but... Um, oh, see, I was through, I was going through the middle of a divorce. It was perfect. Yeah, I, I, I missed you know I missed the whole Xbox 360 Pro and arcade. Do you remember those? I I was one of those. I did trade mine in to sort of grade up a bit. Yeah, we well, see. I went to the Elite. That was the one where I joined it with a 120 mm. gig hard drive. Yeah. So I remember picking up the 360 at launch before I went to work. I had to pop into Reading early morning, yeah. 8 o'clock. I went to game in Reading and picked it up. Then took it to work and left it in the car. It's gutted. I just lunchtime went and looked at it, you know. You thought, oh, you want to go home and play it? Yeah. You know. But, I mean, it's it's one of them things. It's just, um, it's just part of being a – well, anything that you buy. Because, you know, if, if you bought a – Ford Fiesta in yeah. nineteen seventy nine. You know, in comparison to the Ford Fiesta now, should you feel upset by the fact that it's been upgraded? No, because it's just natural progression. You know, and all that they do they as the technology moves on, they're finding ways to cut the costs mm. on delivering exactly the same product. But as long as it does what it does, or you know, there's no difference. I think this console cycle is probably the first time when you can think, well, if I hadn't have bought a PS4, I could have got a Pro. Mm. And I think that's the only time when maybe that that's a consideration. But I think otherwise, it's it's just part of the natural progression of those consoles. Yeah, it's it's, it's it doesn't matter what it is. What if you buy a car, a bit of kit for your for your entertainment system or whatever it's going to be. Yeah, you know you suffer for that. <laughs> I mean, look at the PC world. You know, every I mean, three or four years, if you want to stay on top, you've got to buy a new graphics card. Mm. Fortunately, it slowed down on the processor side because it used to be you used to have to buy a new graphics card, a new processor, a new motherboard, new memory every time that you know every three or four years now it tends to be the graphics card every three or four years and the processor well more often uh, sorry less often probably about every six or seven years yeah and consoles are slimming down to that itself now as well so yeah yeah they just cut down pcs with a bespoke operating system Mm, that's it so yeah okay shall i move on to craig cole yeah. So with all the Marvel stuff getting removed from Netflix and the rumors of Disney and Sony about to do their own Netflix like service exclusive for their content, that's both movies and TV. Is it time to get backing up your own media and not relying on the, I can't see much more than that on, <laughs> on, the, the, on your stuff. Hang on a minute. Let's see what you say. Cause I see more. <laughs> <laughs> 
relying on the online services uh else we'll have to fork out for many more online subscriptions i have a backup of lots of my movies and moved them to disc uh storage using zfs to reduce the bit uh roll um i just don't trust that in the future that the stuff I want to see will be available, so I'm getting pulled uh, pulled from services. Well, I, yeah, I, th- I think he's really explaining a very real problem. I mean, for those of you who buy DV- uh, Blu-rays and DVDs, you should have received an email to say that the uh, Ultraviolet service is being pulled, mm. which is really annoying because I've got over 100 movies on Ultraviolet. Um, and with thing places like Apple Store, they're not, you know, um, in any way protected either. Because once that their arrangement with certain movies goes, they remove them from the stores, and you can't download them ever again, no. even though you've bought them. And that is so wrong. If they do that, they should reimburse you a hundred percent of what you bought it for, or give you a voucher for another movie. <clears throat> yeah but at full cost of what you paid. Mm. Um, I just think it. I don't like the the new digital future. It seems to be better on gaming than it is in terms of movies because what they're trying to do is get you into the subscription malarkey, like Netflix. Well, you say with Disney, for example, I mean, you know, Star Wars movies and stuff like that, they will, they will all be on there in future. Yeah. Mind you, they might not be worth seeing anyway, but... <laughs> Yeah, Vicky's saying in the text above me that uh, it's in a 4,000-page small print that you agree to. You're right, it is. It's all in there. But who's read it? Who has ever read that? You'd be there till Kingdom Come, wouldn't you, for that? Yeah, yeah. And that's just for accepting uh, the small print for playing Kingdom Hearts. So, yeah, I, th- I think that the digital future sucks. The, the need to get with the program, to be honest. So once you've bought it, that's it. You should own it wherever you go. You should be able to transfer that digital right to whatever system you want to subscribe to, I think. Yeah. Because it's not I mean, like it's hardware dependent like games are. This is just a movie or a TV series. And that's, that's why I'll continue to buy discs. Well... I, I think I agree with you on that. It's great if they come with a digital code, because that digital code is yours. Yeah. But other than that, like you buy a cheap one like I did with Village of the Damned. Yeah. That was nine quid, so it's there. It's, it's mine. You know, no one's going to take it away from me. And uh, as much as we all like to think, you say that games are going to go completely digital maybe one day, I can't see movies doing it, ever. No. There's too much money in it still. Yeah. Uh, Nikki's saying some games have gone like Tetris uh, and the soundtrack for GTA. I think in terms of the Xbox store, I believe that if you go to your download list, which you might have to do online and scroll a heck of a long way down, I think you can still download the stuff. You just can't buy it or see it in the store anymore. That's my understanding of the way it was supposed to work. Hmm. But other services aren't like that because you've already paid for it. Yeah, I think Microsoft are pretty on the ball with that at the minute, though, to be honest. Yeah. It's just people like Apple that aren't. (laughs) Well, Apple, Sony, Universal. (laughs) 
Warner Brothers. All of them. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. So, okay. And, and Sony, you're actually better than they used to be because when you used to buy movies before, mm. they used to say if you didn't download it, you wouldn't be able to re download it again. And I just, you know, I'd, I had um, the fourth Terminator movie, you know, the one with um, Batman in it, that one. I had the digital code for the Sony store for that. I put it in, downloaded it to my PS3, but it's available on my PS4 now as well, so that they're transferring the digital rights there. What annoys me with Sony is that I've bought, I've got loads of UV films mm. that are Sony. Why can't I see them on my on my PS4? Doesn't make sense. No. Anyway, do you want to... Oh, is it me doing his uh, next question, isn't it? Yes, go for Nicky's, yeah. So, the Oscars tonight, who are you... Oh, you, you've missed one. Have I? Yeah. Nicky's got two. Right, okay. So, what are some of the best and worst reboot movies? My worst is Robocop, uh, as terrible and boring, and Star Trek 2009 is my uh, best of all Star Trek movies. Okay, well, I I have not seen the Robocop remake. I don't ever intend to see the Robocop remake. It's not good. Because you can't beat the the original on that. Sorry. No. Um, I must admit, if we're going to talk best or worst Star Trek movies, I've got a feeling that in the in the reboot of the Kelvin timeline, the last one, Beyond. Was it Star Trek Beyond? It was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Not my favourite. Although that got a better write-up than Into Darkness. Yeah, because Into Darkness was kept into the in, in the dark a bit, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I but, liked all three of them, to be fair. I mean, I might watch it one day again, but don't hold your breath. I'm, I'm sure you will. I'd probably watch Star Trek 2 again first, if anything, you know? The Wrath of Khan. Yeah, I'm waiting for that 4K release to be for that at some point. There's yeah. rumours. But uh, sequels, or say not sequels, but reboots... Um, they're never the same, to be honest. No, I mean, look at Total Recall. That was awful. I've not seen it. I don't intend to, because I think it was, that was bad as well, wasn't it? It's a completely different story. Yeah. The, the only diff, the only similarity is, is title? The, the fact he has a memory cap, he goes to Recall, and then all hell lets loose. Mm. That's, that's where the similarity ends. <clears throat> yeah. They're not even on Mars. It's crazy, isn't it? Mm. And besides, I didn't have Michael Ironside in, so it couldn't mm. be good. Yeah, I tell you, I tell you what I did quite like going on the reverse of that is some of the reboot horror movies they did. Yeah. So you've had like they did a Nightmare on Elm Street, which is pretty good. Yeah. And you had Friday the Thirteenth. So because of the way the eighties movies were, they're a bit more gritty these days. Yeah. And they're not bad actually. As much as I got a lot of fondness for my horror movies from the eighties. Um, some of those re- re- remakes, reboots, whatever, are pretty good. Mm. And there's going to be, I say, because I, I actually sent a question for another podcast. I do that occasionally. And I was chatting to um, the couple of guys that uh, I met at John Carpenter last year. Yeah. And they were asking about what would you like to see see as a, as a remake or redo or whatever. And I was thinking about The Shining. Mm-hmm. But there's actually going to be a the sequel book called the I think it's called the Black Doctor is coming out and um, it's going to concentrate on on the child in it, um, Danny Torrance when he's right. a, when he's an adult. Okay. So yeah, that's what's coming out at some point. 
So nobody say a re. It's not really a reboot. But that's a continuation of Stephen King's novel. Yeah. So yeah, can you give anything else that comes to mind for yourself? Well, what about the Planet of the Eight movies? Oh, don't get me on that one. Because <laughs> I was listening to Wrong Reel the other day. I listened to their Planet of the Apes podcast. Yeah. And it's fantastic. And they run about the best and worst. And they do slip in one of the other later ones in their list, maybe in between one of uh, the, the original five. Yeah. But they all agreed that the Tim Burton movie was the worst. <laughs> and I tend to agree with them on that. Mm, yeah. What about um, It? Well, I've got a lot of funders for the original TV movie that came out. Yeah. But I do like the uh, the remake of that. Again, this is, we're talking like a, an 80s TV horror, you know, brought up to date with today's standards. And um, just seeing the trailer for part two. Yeah. Looks pretty good. Mm. Uh, um, I'm thinking about Cousin It. I quite like the Adams Family movies as a reboot of the TV series. They weren't bad. Yeah, I think uh, I think the, the characters that played Gomez and that they, they I think they got that off off spot on. Gomez and Morticia, they were absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's such and a shame that his last movie was Street Fighter for that, such a good actor. Yeah, yeah, that was a shame. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, and you had I can't remember the girl's name that played Wednesday. Yes. You know, she she played that spot on as well. Mm. And obviously we had, um, I forgot his name now, in Back to the Future. Michael J. Fox? No. Christopher Lloyd? Yeah. Because he was in it. Yeah. Was he? Yes. Sorry. Uncle, Uncle Fester? Oh, yeah, of course he was. Yeah, of course <laughs> he was. Putting the light bulb in his mouth and lighting it up. <laughs> Yeah, it was a. I, I like both of those movies. I think they were really good. But <coughs> excuse me, to me, Gomez and Morticia were definitely the standout characters on there. Mm. Um, just trying to think. Yeah, I can't, I can't really. There's nothing else that's sort of like popping into into mind at the moment. Oh, I could think of one, and I didn't like at all. That was the remake of The Omen. Well, that was just a word-for-word word one, wasn't it? It was. It was, here's the script from the 70s, let's make a movie. And also, another one that just come to mind is they're popping in as they do. I will probably go and have a look at it, just because it's Bruce Willis, but it ain't going to be a patch on the original Death Wish. Death Wish, yeah. Yeah, you know, fantastic movie. Very and also gritty. Dear the Jackal as well, because he did that, didn't he? I think he did, yeah. Yeah, that was poor. Mm. So, I I just think that there are some films that should never ever be remade, like Back to the Future. How uh, here we go? How about Aladdin? <laughs> it's a cartoon. It's not the same. No, it's going to get a lot of sticks still anyway. But bless poor old Will Smith's going to get it in the end. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Should we ask uh, do Nikki's next question? Okay. So obviously we know it's the Oscars tonight. Yeah. Who are you hoping to win something? Also, is there anyone you think you should have won but didn't? Will Smith in The Pursuit of Happiness always springs to mind. Um, For me, I think it's got to be Rebbie Malik. I think he deserves the Oscar for his portrayal. I think he might lose out, though. Possibly, possibly. But I think he deserves it because he was very convincing in the role. Um, I know it's not historically accurate. It's a movie. It's artistic license. Who cares? You know, move on. Yeah. But um, 
to be honest, I, I don't really follow the Oscars that much. I'm more into watching the movies rather than watching what happens about the movies. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I I was always a fan of the Oscars because I used to love seeing it. My favourite movies could sort of come on top. Yeah. And ironically, as we talk about the best actor, okay, so he's up against Christian Bale, Bradley Cooper, William Defoe, and Vigo Mortensen. So stiff competition. Yes, definitely. But the Oscars have a funny way of late. I've always given a certain movie, we'll sort of walk away with it. Yeah. Sometimes it could be a very arty movie or not say, the most popular movie that may have come out that done so well. Yeah, because of the um, I, I don't not thinking for Oscars, but Netflix have just bought thinking about like a foreign movie that um, Roaming Earth, haven't they? Which is Chinese. Yeah. So just thinking about it, um, I'm trying to think what the for the movies section is in the Oscars tonight. Uh, best Sporting Actress, what have we got here? Um, trying to find Best Movie, if I can find it. But actually, to be honest, though, the mo- I think the movies are going to be probably the same that the actors are nominated. So you, you're looking at Green Book, Star is Born, Bohemian Rhapsody, At Eternity's Gate and Vice. Yeah. So that would probably be one of those. But ones I think regret not getting Oscars where they should have done. Jaws never won Best Movie that year, mm. which should have done. And Spielberg, it took a while for him to pick up an Oscar. Yeah. You know, these movies that make billions of dollars don't always come out on top. Sometimes I wonder if some of it's a little bit of professional jealousy that they just don't get them. I don't know. I think it depends on who... I think the the, the actual people that do the actual... Nomina- well, the people that put the nominations together, um, I think I think they're probably a bunch of old phones after time, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know. But there's a, there is a, still a lot of movies that I have adored that have won the best best movie. Um, I'm trying to think of some of those that have come to mind. I think actually didn't Four Weddings and a Funeral win it? I don't remember. Like I said, I, I don't really follow um, who who wins them or not. I just watch what I like. Yeah. So just thinking about it, it's a <clears throat> winners in the past. Yeah, I, um, I, um, Frax just saying about. Um, Remy Malik, I think, yeah, he should get it, definitely. Yeah, because I, th- I think think some that come to mind, the, I think The Godfather won it one year, for example. Uh, so let's move forward to the 70s. So let's have a look. So The French Connection won it in 71. Yeah. And that was up against films like The Clockwork Orange, if you remember that. Yeah. 72 was The Godfather. 73 was The Sting. 74 was Godfather Part 2. 75, Jaws didn't get it, but One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest won it. 76 to be rock- fair, that, that's, a, that's a fair thing, though, there, because that was another massively good movie. Oh, God, there was, I mean, you should go back to 76. So you got 76, Rocky won it in 76. That was up against Taxi Driver as one of the big movies. Yeah. Um, Annie Hall won it in 77, where Star Wars was in the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deer Hunter won it in 78 when you had Heaven Can Wait and Midnight Express, which is a fantastic movie. 79 was Kramer versus Kramer. And my mouse has stopped working for a second. And in that list was Apocalypse Now, which for me should have won it. Um, if you look at the 80s briefly, so 80, 1980, Ordinary People won it. 
And my personal favourite would be The Elephant Man. 81 was Chariots of Fire, but Razor Lost Ark didn't win it. Uh, Gandhi won it in 82, and E.T. was in the list. Um, let's have a look. Let's probably scoot a bit more forward. Let's have a look. Platoon won it in 86, which probably was well worth it. Uh, 88, Rain Man with Tom Cruise. Yeah. That won it that year. Um, it's sort of script of the 90s a little bit. 1992, The Unforgiven won it, Clint Eastwood. You see, the thing is that the, most of the ones that win the Oscars are less sort of like sci-fi, fantasy, more factual. Yeah, you've got Schindler's List. If I just scroll through without saying, well, you've got Schindler's List won it, Forrest Gump won it. Um, that's when Four Weddings, Four Weddings didn't win it. Uh, let's have a look. Braveheart, The English Patient, Titanic which scooped low that year. American Beauty, uh, let's have a look. Gladiator, Beautiful Mind, Chicago, Lord of the Rings, Million Dollar Baby, Crash, The Departed, No Country for Old Men, Slumdog Millionaire. Uh, 2010, you've got The King's Speech. That was a pretty good film. Mm. Uh, the Artist, Argo, 12 Years of Slave, Birdman. And now they start to change a bit and the way these sort of movies that come out. Shape of Water obviously won it 2017. That seems ages that long ago. And yeah, so it just depends how... Movies got to come out at the right time of year as well for that. Yeah. I just got maybe a sneaky feeling. I don't know why. Something like Black Panther might win it. I think it'd be more like three billboards, wouldn't it? No, that was last year. Was it? Yeah, so this year's... Actually, this year's nominations for Best Movie, you've got Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favourite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. So, but I shall wake up early in the morning and put the TV on, and have a quick quick rummage to see what, who's won what. And I shall just ignore the whole thing like I normally do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um... Shall we go on to Frax's question then? Yeah, I can't see that at the moment, but you can. It's, well, it's, I put it under Twitch because we didn't have it for Twitch. Uh, he's put, <coughs> uh, looking forward to your thoughts on Xbox Game Pass and the Switch coming together. Will it happen? Will he be tempted to switch uh, to pick up a Switch? <laughs> no, no pun intended there. Yeah, if Xbox titles turn up on there. So as you've got a Switch, what's your thoughts on it? Well, my son's got a Switch, I don't. Okay, yeah, I've got that, yeah. So, um, I don't know how this will work for Game Pass. I mean, my understanding was it was Xbox Live coming to the Switch, not Game Pass. Yeah. But if Game Pass does come to it, does that mean that Microsoft are going to start releasing games on the Switch? Or does it mean that they're going to do streaming of their games onto the Switch? <coughs> mm. Well, you could probably download them from Game Pass. Yeah. And then when you don't have it subscribed, they won't work. Sorry, what was that? So when you unsubscribe, they just wouldn't work, like yeah. standard? Yeah, I think so. So where, if you've got any games that are worth playing handheld, maybe something like one of those, you know, some of these scrolling games, left to right? Like Planet Alpha. Yeah, exactly. But that's already on that system. Yeah. A lot of these games are because they've been getting transferred over. Mm. Um. I just, I would, I just want to know how it's going to work. So this would be more for you to plug your Switch into the TV, then. I think so, yeah. So if you're not an Xbox owner, say you're a Switch and PlayStation, yeah, then you've got it made. Yeah, you have because you've got all the consoles then. Yeah. I'm assuming the price would be roughly the same still. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't really seen much about it, but I think that their move for 
making Xbox Live on all of the platforms mm. is to make it a well, I should say onto the Switch because it's not onto Sony, is it? But on it is onto Android and iOS. I think it's just so that they get the <clears> bite <throat> of the market before Sony do. Because if they make it so that you know it's a good system that people can subscribe to it, they do cross-platform gaming. They've got people from multiple platforms all subscribing all onto one. Yeah, true, true, yeah. But how will it work on the phone, though, do you think? Well, presumably you'd use a Bluetooth controller. Yeah, Just maybe. Connect that to your phone. There's plenty of those about, isn't there? I suppose you could you could sort of stream your phone to your main TV. Yeah, yeah, a lot of TVs do that. And if you've got Apple TV, you could scroll it, uh, stream it to that as well. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So yeah, interesting. I I, I don't know. It's uh, whether or not we get we'll learn more before E3. Maybe I don't know. I'm sure that it'll come out at some point. I think there's a lot of misinformation about it at the moment, more than anything else. Yeah, normally the case, isn't it? But I think that to work, it'd have to be game streaming. Mm. If the, if it is Game Pass, but that'd yeah. be really good for people, and it'd be good for Microsoft as well. Well, they got their feet in every door, then, haven't they? So yes, apart from Sony, <laughs> yeah, it's win win for them. They'll have they'll have crossplay. They'll have that as well. But then, but then again, nowadays, didn't uh, Microsoft buy out the uh, company that the Uncharted? Uh, technology that they're using that game is uh it uses so they're, they're getting in even into the sony sort of side and with other you know people like the detroit that become human manufacturer uh, you know uh, producers <coughs> yeah. now moving on to multi-platform mm, maybe we'll have to see i think it's going to be an interesting five years for gaming yeah, because we remember Sony not going to be at E3 this year. Mm. So really, it's Microsoft to do what they want to do and take centre stage. Yeah, there's a few rumours that they're going to show the next gen console. I don't, I can't see it yet though. I hope not. It's too early. Yeah, it's too early. The Xbox One X does fine. Don't we? Don't need another console. Mm. And the PlayStation Pro does fine, with the exception of the lack of a, a ultra high, you know, uh, def. Uh, 4K Blue Ripper. Yeah, they missed, I, they shot themselves in the foot with that one. I don't know why. Yeah, because I, I think that less people would have gone for the X. Mm. But, you know, when you're paying out 250 quid for a 4K Blu-ray player or add another 150 and you've also got a fully-fledged game console, which is the most powerful on the market at the time, which you're going to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, whereas the Pro... They could have said, well, I could get rid of my PS4 or put it in little Johnny's room or whatever, mm. and I've got my PlayStation 4 under my TV and I can also play 4K movies on it. I know that it can play streaming 4K movies, but we're on about discs. Yeah. So I think that's the one bad move that Sony have really done this this generation. Well, they might change that in the next console. They might well. They might well. Mm. I hope they do. They need to. They need to but they might go discless for all we know. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, anyone got any questions in the uh, Twitch uh, stream or are we finished? Simply so. Yeah. Even though Nicky's had two already anyway, he's done all right tonight. Yeah, Nicky's done. Well, Nicky always does two nowadays. When I remind yeah. him that he has to do them. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So we're going to call that a wrap. Um... What's Frack said? Gaming will become the standard like DVD or Blu-ray. 
what 3DO envisions many years ago and all games will appear on one format. Bad or good thing, we'll see. I think competition, even if it's just the main two or the main three, is a good thing. Oh, it makes it healthy, doesn't it? It does. It does, because once there's only one, you're over a barrel. Yeah, and then they start to slip and now they, they churn them out. Yeah, quality... Well, I would, I would say quality goes down, but then again, quality's not. Doesn't seem to be a bit of seems to be a bit of an issue this generation, anyway. Mm. Oh well, especially for finished games. Yeah. So, all right. Well, no one seems to have got any more questions. So, in that case, we'll call it a wrap for this week. So, Steve, do you want to do your contact details? <laughs> so, Twitter at Steve O Seven, PSID the real Steve O Seven, Xbox the same is Steve O Seven. Email steve07 at popculturegamers.co.uk and yourself is. All of my data is always H-E-I-J-U-K, so just that on uh, Xbox, PlayStation, all of the PC sort of ones, it's uh, H-E-I-J-U-K. It is on Twitch as well. Um, also, you don't forget, you can join our Facebook group, Pop Culture Gamers. Any inquiries, you can email uh, podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk don't forget our uh, website which is popculturegamers.podbean.com um, don't forget as well you can support the show through our Patreon or what we'd rather you do at the moment is to support Game Blast and to donate to uh, our Just Giving page which is Coming up right here, right now. There, there's the web address right there, right there. There it goes. <laughs> it's following us along. Where is it? Is it over there? Or is <laughs> no, it down no. There? It's just, it's just going off the screen there. But in <laughs> case you didn't get it, it's just giving. dot uh, com forward slash fundraising forward uh, slash pop culture gamers. Um, I will, I will say though, for me, the best thing if you ever message me on Twitter, that's the best place to get me most time because. My phone's always with me, and that's always alerting me anyway, so that's always a good way. Yeah, and likewise for me as well. So, Okay, so it's a wrap. That's show number 39 in the bag. Mm. Um, or numbered show number 39 in the bag, I should say, because uh, our actual show number is uh, very different <laughs> because Don't of all of the specials them. that we've done. Uh, <laughs> this is actually show 46. Out of all of them, <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah, blimey. Yeah, so we're nearly at 50, although show number-wise, we're not. Anyway, thank you for everybody for the support. Special uh, thanks to everybody who has uh, donated. If you haven't donated, question is, why not? And when are you going to? Because we need to support the charity. This is a charity. It's Game Blast, or rather the event's Game Blast, but the charity is Special Effects. And that is for raising money to um, for them to assist people in being able to play video games by doing assessments of them and being able to provide them with adapted equipment like the Xbox uh, accessibility controller. Mm. Uh, it's been a really long weekend. I think I'm nearly at around about 24 hours of streaming in over well, the last three days. Can I just say well done to you for doing it, mate. You've done a grand job. Thank you. Thank you. Didn't hit the £500 target I wanted, but... I do have a bit more money that my wife has secured as well. She's been uh, blackmailing people. She's a lot more pushy than I am. <laughs> well, work. 
yeah, at work and uh, family and friends and stuff like that. So that will go up, but we still want people to uh, contribute. So if you haven't, now really, really is the time. And look at that, the timing couldn't have been better because coming up, ticker taping underneath us right now is, again, the web address, justgiving.com forward uh, fundraising forward slash pop culture gamers. So thank you very much. And with that, it's a good night from me. And a good night from him. Good night. And good thank night. you for watching. Yeah, absolutely. Bye now. Bye. You are about to witness history in the making.